Hello everyone and welcome to the RP Geeks where we do Dungeons and Dragons and science whoop, whoop. in the sci-fi world of Braxigantu. So we are four science communicators who love to play D&D and then afterwards we talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that have come up in the game. So we're going to start off introducing everyone. Hi there, my name's Sharmini, I use she, her pronouns and I am a science filmmaker and in the game I will be playing Tenebris who's a sort of sort of drow sorcerer um, but all reskinned to strange futuristic sci-fi thingamies. 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 That's, That's the, te- the technical term. Thingamies. Thingamies. Find uh, Simon. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Simon. Uh, I play Uriel, who is in five E terms a dwarf monk, um, who uses he they pronouns. I use he him. Um, and uh, in universe, Uriel is a cybernetically enhanced human on the path to leaving his corruptible, disgusting, weak mortal flesh behind. Yeah. Um, oh, and I do science videos um, for a living. Um, and uh, that leaves, in terms of the players, the one and only Emily Bates. Hello, I'm Emily Bates. You must always use my full name. No one ever calls me Emily. <laughs> um, and I do am a science video producer. And in this, uh, I sorry, I use she, her pronouns. And I play Infinite Sky 6000, who uses she, they pronouns and is a terraforming druid droid. And she's beautiful beautiful and I love her and now the other person who is beautiful and I love is our oh, wonderful so DM oh, Ali Jennings. Jennings it's me Ali Jennings uh yeah I'm the DM and uh I use he him pronouns and whenever you enter a room from now can you please go yeah it's me Ali Jennings <laughs> <laughs> he's beautiful I love him so, well, someone else would have to shout that from the side like off camera he's beautiful, I love him. <laughs> thank you Ali Jennings <laughs> Uh, anyway, roll, roll the thing, roll it, do it. Wait, no, roll the intro. We'll see you on the other side. So, where were we? Our heroes had heroically stolen a transport shuttle with the intention of flying to the great city of Gunker (laughs) to contact the smugglers, now known as the Red Runners. Unfortunately, the ship's crew diverted the shuttle. You didn't say the Red Runners. You didn't say they were smugglers. We are anti-smuggling. We had this whole anti-smuggling thing and we just trusted that person when they said, I'm a Red Runner, we're great. And now you're like, they're smugglers. Ali, have you just given away a massive love point? <laughs> I thought it was Maybe. pretty clear at the time. I did anyway. not. not smart people, Ali. No. <laughs> I can't assume we okay. get these things. Was it high int, low Wait, wisdom? So are we following the people that we were trying to stop No, now? no, different smugglers, right? Right? You're, you're following a set of people oh called the God. Red Runners oh who are interested God. in an artifact that you carry. And they also wish their presence to not be known by the mining colony that you've just come from. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, draw your own conclusions. Maybe, oh, maybe that was a typo. I don't know. It's so far in the past now. And But before your party had a chance to change the course of the shuttle towards Gunker, instead of towards the town of Switchback Run, you were intercepted by another vessel which now appears to be boarding your shuttle. So, you heroically hid 
beneath the wire metal floor panels of the engine room, which is where we find you now, as the crew above you, who'd hidden themselves away out of fear of you and your heroic actions, didn't even leave. search the ship and know that how many like crew were here. Well, to be fair, all we know that there's that there were three pairs of legs. It yes. may be that one of the crew members has two pairs of legs. We, no, we met two. Two of the crew members. Maybe they were hiding. Yeah. Them. Anyway, it's fine. We're we're hidden now. It's all good. They think we jumped no, out. We're, we're we're being deadly silent, by the way. Before we go on. Oh god. <laughs> Roll initiative. Right. Let's get yeah. this over and no, done with. No, Simon. <laughs> I need one of you guys to roll me a persuasion check because in the build-up to you hiding away you tried very hard to convince mm, the rest of the crew did. Did. that what you'd in fact done is jumped out of the I ship. I thought we'd done quite well at that. I can won't. It, be... it would probably be best if be... I didn't do yes, it. Yes, me and Simon so you... should not. I'm uh, doing it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes without saying. Well, I mean, Tenebris did talk to the people through the door. Yeah, so... I, I, was def I definitely bigged up the... Um jumping thing. Yeah. I didn't want the main one saying it, but I was. Uriel uh... really helped as well, so. Yeah. That, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He, Uriel... opened the, he opened the door and like. That was great. Yeah. You did. And they would have heard the rushing of the air and the roar of open. the atmosphere outside. It. Yeah. And they would now, as they are opening the door to leave the engine room above you, they would see the light uh, from the open door spilling into uh, the dark and metal interior of the shuttle. So go ahead and roll with advantage. Okay, let's I'm go, Carissa. And all bad first roll. Not great second roll, but might be enough. Uh, 14. Very bad right. rolls. That was a 5 and an 8 on the dice. That's yes! what that was. Alright. I, mean, I couldn't probably have done much better. Above you, you hear the sound of the three crew members walking out through the main door of the engine room into the main hangar section uh, of the shuttle. As they go, they close the door behind them. Now, can everybody roll a perception check for me? And let's yeah. see if you can hear what's happening outside. Oh, I've got such good perception, I rolled a two. That's a total of eight. <laughs> got a 16. Are we just gonna um, all roll really badly again today? The rest of the yeah, it's one of those yeah. days. Huh? It's one um, of those days. Uh, hang on, perception, uh, oh, that's a seven. Tenebris. You hear the sound of talking. You hear one voice that you've heard before that you recognize, the twang of uh, the captain, uh, Captain Espinosa, and you can just about make out what she's saying. The other voices are indistinct, but you do hear one difference, a guttural sound phases in and out of your range of hearing. Sounds a little bit like... But you can't make out what they're saying. Do hear Captain Espinosa. And what you hear is... Oh! 
thank you for coming. Is uh, you? Wait, 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 wait. What? What is this? You're who? You've you're not the brothers, no? You're not. And then there's a pause. You hear this low guttural noise. You and then we we do not know where they are. We do not. They, we are we are the crew. We are here. We we are on your side. We. We don't know where they are. They say they jump out. I, I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe no. But you, you, you must believe me. You, you must. And then a pause. And then. Oh no! No! Please! Please! No! Why are you doing? And then a silence. You hear the slow thunk, thunk, thunk of footsteps moving through the shuttle. For now, they seem to be moving away from you. So just so that I'm clear on geography here, we are we went through the little hidden crawl space, which as far as we know is a secret. And we went into a space that was next to the engines and it was exposed Underneath to the atmosphere. The engines. Right? Imagine imagine the ship is a teardrop shape. The front is the flat end of the teardrop. Okay. The back is the sort of curved towards a spike. And that's where the main engines are, the thrust engines. That back bit is walled off from the main shuttle compartment. And that's the engine room. You are currently under the floor of that room. Got you. Okay. Okay. And it's exposed to the atmosphere. We're not inside anymore? You You are inside. It's simply that you are pressed up against the metal the metal which is touching so you're touching the metal which is in contact with the outside atmosphere so it's very very cold but whilst your skin which is touching this metal is almost freezing the heat of the engines is burning the side of your face uh, from the other side I'm uh, I'm just gonna mime to the others in case they didn't hear, I guess I don't know they didn't hear, but I'm just gonna sort of point, make her throat slitting sound, and then just shush motion. Slowly, the footsteps recede away from you. <clears throat> Should we go up? You wait. A minute goes past. Another minute. Everybody roll another perception oh, that's why you wanted to go up. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise. Yeah, but also, no, we're going to die! We've all still got good berries. What was that, sorry, Alan? Roll another perception check. Ooh! Uh, ooh, ooh. Um, Natural one. Sixteen. Oh. Eight. Uh, Tenebris. 
you now find that the pressure of the situation is starting to get to you. You can start to hear a slight hissing in your ears, and it's difficult to focus. Uriel, you concentrate. You reach out with your senses, artificially heightened. Above you, this metal gangway, which stretches the whole uh, length of the ship. You press yourself against it, trying to hear the vibrations traveling through it, and you hear again footsteps. They're coming closer. They're getting louder and louder. Have we looked around this, this space yet? Has anybody actually looked around to see if there's anything no, interesting? No, I'm very busy staying very still and not breathing. Okay, cool. Not moving, can I yeah, look no, around? Just only move your eyeballs! Move my move eyeballs and, and, and one vertebra. Yeah. <laughs> Roll a perception check. Nine. You're down in the bilges, essentially. Uh, the metal around you is corroded with the chemical output of the kind of fuel that they're using in this ship. There's greens and sort of strange turquoises seeping out across it. You can feel the cool, cool of the metal. Um, you can see the massive rivets in the side of the hull. Underneath here looks as like it could have been a storage zone, but at the moment is not being used for anything. There are just... Um, patches of oil, there's bits of uh, old uh, metal framework that's fallen through, and even uh, some patches of what look like fuel that's uh, evaporating off the surface of the, of the inside of this hull. Above you is this metal grating where you can see that there are a couple of entry points if you wished to leave. Instead of having to break your way through, you could get out. And then above you, in the room above, the engine room, you see two huge uh, turbines, both facing out of the back of the ship. There's a control panel on the other side of the room, away from you. The door is in front of you, back to the main uh, part of the ship, and um, you can see a massive tank which covers uh, a good third of the room. Uh, and from the look of it, well, it has warning signs on it that make it look like it might be highly pressurized. Um, that's about what you get from that. At this point, you all see a figure come through the door to the engine room. Above us. Yes. Yeah. They're looking to the left. And right, they sniff the air. They're humanoid, but they don't look like any human you've ever seen. They have greenish-gray skin, which, from the look of it, appears hard, almost like a, almost like an elephant's skin, like a pachyderm that kind of hard roughness to it. Um, but it's not uh, in folds like an like a actual pachyderm that we would understand. It's taut and wrapped around uh, the body. And yet the body isn't thick, uh, it's lithe. The face is uh, what you might imagine a human face to be, but the eyes are deeply, deeply sunken in, and the head is completely round, 
almost like a bowling ball. Um, from the ears, you see that there are slits dug into the side of the skull. And the mouth has just become a little hole right in the middle. Uh, sorry, not, not in the middle of the face. The, the, uh, is, is a hole where you would imagine uh, the human mouth to be. There is no nose. This humanoid creature is wearing human clothes. They have a leather bomber jacket on. They've got tight uh, leather trousers as well. And they're wearing um, airfaring boots. So, Uriel, you will recognize these as the kind of boots that are commonly worn by spacefaring people and aeronauts. On their wrist, you see some form of device can't be sure what it is. It's a bulky metal contraption. Um, and that's about all you make out now. Figure steps into the room. Ka-tang. Ka-tang. Looks around. Pauses. Looks up over the top of the tanks to try and make out anything and you see what almost could be a frown twist the features into a strange approximation of human emotion then the creature straightens turns on its heel and walks back out again um are we going to whisper now for, for full RP? Do we have to do it like this? To the microphones? Welcome to the ASMRPG cast. We should maybe just not say anything at all. Until just forever. Just for the rest of the episode. Just Yes, just I think that's great content. I think that's really good idea. We just say very still and just let Ali keep describing things. <laughs> Could even um, have a rest of, of the long variety while we're down here, maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Tenebris, um, uh, Infinity, you just hear Tenebris's voice in your head <laughs> going, I could do this, but I think it might freak you out, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I try and talk back from inside my head. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you can! Yeah. Oh! Why, why, why are your facial expressions changing? Tenebris, why are you in my... Oh, sorry, Uriel, I'm just... No, I, I think he'd like it. Try. If this is, if this is about the relationship chat that we had, no, I... I relationship I, chat? I, uh, we can explain later. Um, what, oh, what are you is... two in a... No, 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 we're not. What... Oh, okay, okay. What, what's going on? Oh, we're being very quiet. <laughs> Nebris is talking in my head. I can hear her without her hearing her. I have to move my hands in order to do it, and that might be noisy, so I think. Okay. Again, silence. Stop. Okay, just silence. Okay, let's have a sleep. <laughs> a sleep! <laughs> You're. <laughs> well, I just. This is this is like fucking like Predator, and Arnold was like, well, yeah, it's up there. I guess I may as well just have a nap now. I want my level three stuff. Um... <laughs> oh. 
that's why you want Sure, I get a pretty nifty yeah. uh, upgrade, to be um, fair. I'm not sure if now is the time! Okay, okay fine. Um, uh, can I... Ali, I would know, so can you tell me? If I try and contact the satellites, will I make noise? Uh, no, you won't. Great, can I try and find any TerraCorp satellites nearby? And tap into them. Um, what exactly are you trying to do? What are you asking for? It's just something to do while I'm here, and I just, it would be good to know if they're around, and maybe I can try and get some kind of help to us. You reach out again through the radio waves, pushing up, up into the stratosphere, um, trying to orientate yourself, find this network of TerraCorp satellites that you know must exist. As you push out, you feel different, it's almost like consciousness. Um, of the different, these floating satellite AI, artificially intelligent systems above the planet's surface, mm. you reach out to them and you try to make contact, you try to speak, but it feels like the language that you're using isn't right. They turn to you, they try and talk back, but you just hear a garbled and you, you can't understand. At this point, you all hear from the main chamber. Yeah, you. Come out. Come out. And then, slow beat on the metal grill. Of the where we're at, we are. No, this is out in the main oh. area of the shuttle. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, Tenebris, your um, the, the, your friends could could they do anything in this kind of situation? Like, I don't it's know. Could could they um make him jump out of the plane? Maybe. Because at the moment, I think we're pretty limited in what we can do, but I don't know if your friends can do anything. I don't... They don't... Uh, by themselves? They don't... Can't do things. We can do things together, you know, like as one. So, they can do things like put people to sleep, like you saw when I put someone to sleep. That was them. That was very good. Or like, you know, making them maybe walk in a direction, or, you know, even like persuading someone to be friendly. But, but uh, sometimes, often, I, I have to be able to see the person, and also, I cannot say, hey, why not jump out the plane? Okay, but what if you, we wait until they're coming above us again, and then you send them to sleep? And then we pick him up and throw him out of the plane. Are, is there not more than one of them? We've only seen one. Unless... I have only heard well, one, but it was not clear. Also, the captain... Didn't she say that he you wasn't not, from the brothers? You are not the brothers. So maybe you are a single person. 
not in relationship. Well, but you can be a plural and a singular. I think if they find us, then we will have to do something. There is always the chance that they will not find us and they will think we jumped. And As you're having this conversation, you hear through the ship's intercom approaching Shady Creek. Uh, sorry. Cheeky bit of critical role coming in there. Yeah, cheeky right? bit, yeah, uh, bit of critical uh, role. In I there. think you're fine. Oh. <laughs> Shady Creek is, uh, is in. Oh. Approaching switchback run. Approaching switchback run. All passengers prepare for landing. Oh, okay. Well, that's um. I, I guess we prepare for landing. <laughs> um, Ali, would I know if we're safe where we are if we're landing? Uh, was there last time we landed? Roll I was going to intelligence ask, check. I was going to ask the same thing actually. You say intelligence. Soon. Yeah. Just it, straight. It, if Uriel is sort of, you know, considering their background in terms of ship construction, um, is that reasonable to say that I could do the same thing? Was it straight uh, intelligence or just? Yeah, you can give uh, you can give infinity advantage, or you could roll yourself. Um, you, you do it again, infinity. Yeah, that's better. Uh... 22. Mm. You Feeling. know that... From the way that the shuttle took off and the way that uh, you felt it land... Well, you didn't feel it land the first time you arrived, but the way that it was described to you, you know that this is a vertical takeoff landing aircraft. So you're not going to suffer any problem if this lands uh, wherever you're sat. However, you now hear, as you've been having that conversation, it's maybe two or three minutes have passed since you heard that announcement. You now hear, chorus change, chorus change, repeat, manual override, initiated, no. chorus change, collision okay. course, yeah, what? set. No, no. Collision course, Okay. set. All right, Warning. okay. We know, Warning. we know that they must be up in the cockpit. Right, we have to go, we have to go now. Um, okay, before we go, Ali, because I can feel where this is going, uh, can we just go over what we have in terms of, like, because I know last time you said we would have our level three hit points, but... Yeah, you have all got your level three hit points. Yeah. What you, The only level three thing that you don't have access to are your spells, uh, and I think in this case we'll say, uh, Uriel, you don't have access to your new monk path. Mm-hmm. So I, also my spell slots as well are all gone, if I used them all yeah. up when, when I was yeah. able to. So my new ones don't activate yet. Oh, good. What I meant by what I meant by saying that was that you've done enough. You've earned. It, you've got enough experience yeah, 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 to, yeah. to unlock those things in yourself, but you need yeah, yeah, to recharge fine. to be able to use them. Okay, fine. Cantrips, it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, if fighting is necessary. <laughs> That's all I've got, so that's what we're doing. We're gonna have to. We need to. Uh, yeah, we don't know how long yeah. it is. Oh, but I don't know if they're there. Wait, I don't know if we know they're up in the cockpit. Why don't 
they've clearly put their ship on top of this ship and then jumped down. Ooh. What if we go and hide on their ship? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now let's this, go. this let's I go. like. Okay. Let's, let's, Hydrants work let's, pretty well for us. Let's see if yeah. we can find yeah. it. Yes, okay, yeah, let's go. Out, it. out, out, out. Let's try and open the door quietly. With yeah. Stealthy, stealth, quietly, everyone. They may have already come down from the cockpit, so let's keep an eye. Mm-hmm. All right, let's roll another stealth check. So just the last one you rolled has got you this far. You all rolled excellent stealth the first time. So let's see if you can do it again. Yeah, I can. Non that 20. 19. 13. That is almost exactly what you rolled before. Um, You all feel pretty, pretty sure that you're cloaking your movement. You're trying to uh, blend in with the sounds of the ship. Um, You creep through the hole that you were initially made. Uh, out into the main bay of the shuttle. Now you're underneath the metal uh, floorway, the crisscross metal path. You look above you, the harsh, bright white light from the open gangway throws uh, everything into very sharp relief. You see the shadows, these hulking shapes of different pieces of machinery stacked up, tied in alongside uh, the walls of the shuttle. Um, You hear this the roar of the air out of the back of the craft, making echoing around this chamber, and the cold as well, creeping in. Everybody roll a perception check. Let's perceive, baby! Uh, That's 17. 10. 18. Uriel and Tenebris. You scan the entire chamber, and you're doing this fast because you know whatever's happened up there, anything could change. This character could come back. You look up. Uriel, you remember as you were running away from operating the door the first time, sparks shower, almost a, a rain of these incandescent sparks fell on your head. You look up to where it was that they came from, and you see a hole, a circular hole with ragged edges cut into the top of the shuttle. Inside, with those rolls, you can see the faint pinpricks of lights. Could be control panel lighting. On either side of you, uh, the shuttle is laid out like this. There's a central gangway, which is what you are currently underneath. On either side of you are metallic uh, rail, uh, metallic walls, um, so made out of um, basically chicken wire, but reinforced chicken wire, which are uh, enclosing the machines. They go straight from floor to ceiling. The hole in the top of the ceiling is maybe three meters from the edge of one of these walls and there do not appear to be any gangways or any other raised structure which could, uh, from which you could access the hole. That would be a uh, really good time to have a key point there, Uriel. <laughs> or a wild shape. Or any of, well, I do have wild shapes, but nothing that can fly, so. Climb? Have you not seen a bat? Oh, climb. 
I'm can... Jaguars are very good climbers. Can I, cl I can climb. Yeah, but they can fit through that though. gap. They can't carry, carry anything, but still. Um, at least they could get up there. That's... So it looks like we could potentially climb our way up. How high off the ground is it? Uh, so the roof of this uh, shuttle bay is 10 meters high. Oh my god. It's, so there's this all this big mining is it mining equipment? There's all this big equipment on either side. Or even the yeah. wire itself. Is the wire itself big enough that we could use it as handholds? The the, the chicken wire that's holding the, the equipment back? Absolutely. It's much like the uh, the metal surface on which you're which you're currently underneath. And, and then the tricky thing is that once we get to the top, there is a three meter gap between where the wire hits the ceiling and where the actual hole is. And I've no idea how how we would get Across that gap and into that hole. That's quite a long way. There's nothing else that's even remotely near it. The other option is wait till they go back into their craft and take off, and then I don't know how to pilot the ship. It might be too late. Um, okay. Oh. You feel underneath you <laughs> the ship feels like it's pressing forward. You hear the whine of the engine speeding up and you can feel that the ship is moving faster. It's accelerating now. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I'm just reading, sorry, I'm reading animal stats. Okay, um... Okay, I'm going... So if, if I could get a rope up to the top... Yeah, I was going to say, take the rope with you before you go. Yeah. You're real, I need your belt. <laughs> One day I will keep this on for a whole hour. Fine. Uh, Infinity scans through her databanks and remembers and, well, and locks into this creature that she knows can climb pretty much anything. Um, and she's going to wild shape into a giant spider. Ooh. A giant wolf spider with stars all over its body. Oh, I was and expecting you to say the cave centipede then. I'm so glad you didn't. No. Um, yeah, the spider can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings without needing to make an ability check. So I'm going to, like, sort of, well, either take the rope or kind of look at them and be like, maybe tie the rope to me. <laughs> Ali um, gave you such a proud dad look then. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks, Dad. And then I'm off. I'm up. I'm going. You attach the rope to your admin. That's the sound of you transforming. No, no, she doesn't make that horrible noise. She doesn't. Does, <laughs> does, a lovely wolf spider. Does Infinity also still have her humanoid head on this spider body? No, no, she, no. She's a like a no, Dark Souls boss. No, she's a lovely and she spider. Has but and her her legs are in fact her human or her human arms. No, stop it! No, they're not. No, they're not. No, you leave her alone. Um, no, they're not. He doesn't know what a wolf spider looks like. It only makes sense. She'd be no, like, oh yes. We said she would know. They'd just be all starry, and she doesn't know noises. So for all she knows, it's a cat again. She's going meow, meow. <laughs> she goes. And in some strange way, that's even more horrifying. This vast predator. You. Uh, pitter-patter and climb your way uh, in that that, ugh, that sickening spider-like motion all the way up uh, the sides of the walls all the way onto the roof of the pod okay. and you approach the hole 
what are you doing when you get there? Going through the hole. Um, yeah, I, I will. I will. I, I mean, I, yeah, I want to get up onto the top. Is it? Does it look like it's straight into a ship? Mm. As you enter, um, you look up through this hole. What you see is the inside of a ship some sort of craft very very different to the uh, the inside of the ship you're currently in um as your eyes adjust to the low light tell me does the spider have any sort of mm, dark vision uh it actually has blind sight and dark vision damn so, can yeah. spiders damn. see very well and real <laughs> it's eyes well actually hunting uh, spiders can don't they because they've got binocular mm. vision rather than com you know on either side uh, spider. It's and blind sight is through, uh, is that through vibration? As in, that's the web vibration, correct? That's what I think mm, the Let me have a there. look. Let it's just like on this on this aircraft as it's going through the atmosphere. It's like it's really bloody loud. It just says, uh, <laughs> All I know is it's really loud in here. <laughs> oh no, deafened. Yeah, uh, it, it just says a creature with blind sight can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight within a specific radius. Um, creatures without eyes, no, it has eyes. Uh, creatures with echolocation or heightened senses, such as bats and true dragons, have this sense. But it, it does say I've got it for ten feet, though it's only ten feet of blind sight, but it's sixty feet of dark vision. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it's a web thing because it says quite a lot about webs. So maybe I don't have blind sight without a web. You insert the top half of your body into the hole and gaze around, all with your eight eyes moving in different directions, taking in the inside of this craft. Uriel and Tenebris, you see the abdomen of this hunting spider just forced up, squashing its way into this hole. This is making Uriel feel very conflicting opinions. (laughs) Very conflicting feelings. Infinity, inside you see what is unmistakably the inside of some sort of spaceship. It is tight. There is not a lot of room in here. It's clearly a one-person ship, and you can see that um, towards the top of this ship, which is only... can only be 12 feet long, so it's only three metres, three or four metres long uh, in total. Towards the top, you can see that there is a viewing point. But the whole ship is its um, shaped like a spinning top, in a way. Almost shaped like... So it's sort of conical. Conical going one way, conical going the other way. Um, and it seems like one end of the cone has... Stuck into the ship and bored through it. Oh. And that's what you're entering through. And you're looking up at the other end of the cone. And that's where these blinking lights seem to be coming from. And you can see that there are... what seem to be like rudimentary controls there. Something that you might be able to use to pilot and a way of seeing out of the craft. The other thing, as your eyes adjust, you realise this isn't built of metal. This isn't constructed in the way that the other ships you've been in have been. This feels grown. Uriel doesn't like this. And in fact, with your spider, the ends of your spider legs touching the surface, you feel a smoothness there, but also 
a, a kind of wave that moves throughout. So almost like the, the surface of bone or even enamel. And as that thought strikes you... Is it a it tooth ship? Like, it's as though you're inside a tooth, a canine. <laughs> hollowed out and you're in the center of it it has that same feel and you can feel just from touching that the material it's made from is incredibly tough it's As a tooth fairy <laughs> oh sorry continue with the horrifying Emily scripting. Bates everyone thank you thank you thank she's you. here all week we can't get her to leave <laughs> okay I'm done As you are having this realization. You hear. Coming from the flight deck. Infinity, quick. The rope. The rope. It's down on the floor. I'm a spider. It would be hanging down from me. Oh, oh, the rope is. Okay, right. I'm going to not drop my wild shape because that would be stupid. All eight legs. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cling, cling on. Oh god, it's got bad. We've, we've got I'm a cling on captain. <laughs> I'm a wolf spider. How do I tie? I can't tie something as a wolf point. spider. Can you? Have you got webbing? Can you web it to something? It doesn't say I have any sort of okay, web okay, that I can like do anything with. Okay. I think that's unfair. You're just gonna start climbing the rope. Your legs okay. were the arms of infinity's hands. I mean, then tying a rope would suddenly be... Not cannon. Not cannon. Spiders actually have... To be fair, the spider is just as strong as infinity is, so it doesn't make a difference. They're very small hooks, aren't they? So is the... They're not very grabby, though, right? Yeah, it's like Captain Hook trying to tie a bowline. Yeah, yeah. So the rope is attached to infinity. I want to get in as far as I can into the ship and, like, just grab onto things. Right. Uriel is climbing. So you're, you're just you're just grabbing on with your your arms and legs. Okay. Um, Tenebris, you break from your hiding place, climb up and out, and grab a hold of this rope which is dangling down from the hole. You look up to see the abdomen of this spider. You put your weight to it. Um, Uriel's roll. going first. Yeah, Uriel's oh, going first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just watching um, the door and just. Just so you know, preparing. the DC for Uriel is hot for in terms of holding him, is harder than the DC for Tenebris, because Ural is a lot heavier. I'm ready. Okay. I can't cast Guidance in my in my uh, spider form, can I? No, I can't. I know I can't. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I just wish I could. Uh, roll... Uh... Uh-oh. Oh, good. Um, roll an Athletics check, uh, Infinity, and an Athletics check, Uriel, to climb the rope. That's 20. Thank fuck. Oh. I got a 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so do they balance out or are they entirely separate? Uriel, you hair up the rope. Um, countering the, the swinging of the rope in uh, with your body motions, you manage to decrease somewhat the pressure that is on Infinity. Infinity with a 12. <laughs> you start to slip. You don't fall out but you are being pulled inexorably towards the bottom of the ship. You sure, feel like sure. Uriel is almost reaching you, but you both need to make one more athletics uh, check. He wants us to fall. I can feel it. I can feel it in his bones. Uh, 19. Oh. oh, that's nice. I got a three. 
Uriel, you, with one movement, pull yourself up, leap up to grab the inside. As you do, you realize you have pulled infinity out of the hole. As you reach up with one hand to grab the inside of uh, this the spaceship, uh, which is attached to the top of uh, this shuttle, infinity falls past you. Roll a oh, dexterity God. saving throw. Me? No, uh, both of you. Oh, I use the spider's dex, don't I? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, 14. Better than mine. Natural 20. As you're falling past. Oh, oh, oh God. It's a giant spider. You try and reach this spider. You, your hand slips off the, the hairs around its uh, legs, the slidey hair. hairs. But Metal it, hairs. <laughs> the ends of its legs grab tight to you and then it, it wraps itself around you. You know, like a spider when it's dead sort of curls its yeah, yeah, legs yeah. all up around like that. That's it's a wrap up like you. And you pull yourself <laughs> into oh, the shuttle. Like this. Oh. So both of you are now, both of you are now okay, in, okay. in the spaceship um, attached to the top of the shuttle. Okay. As this is happening, you hear footsteps coming down. Please take the rope off. I can't do anything. Get the rope down. Uh, can I hold the rope? If, like, Tie it to something. <laughs> Infinity doesn't say because she's a spider. Can I, I? Okay, I think Uriel in this situation would just hold on to the rope and try and assist okay. whenever it's down. Like, not try and tie it to something. And I will also try and grab things again. Oh, okay. Tenebris. Uh, so, Tenebris has been, has been sort of like repeatedly like push on her forehead and like looks ready at this door um but like upon like hearing the, the fall is like almost like oh god i'm gonna get crushed and then seeing that they've kind of readied i'm gonna try and climb the rope tenebris roll athletics and uh either uriel or uh, infinity athletics with advantage uh uriel take it away sure i, am a I got a <laughs> 21 Oh. No. <laughs> this is the chasm all over again. A lot of falling. Just a lot of falling happening. With Get a four, <clears throat> you cannot summon the strength to climb. I've got weak little arms. And... But you can hold on for dear life. Okay. You're great and at holding on. And you can on be winched. And with 21 strength, you begin to be winched up. You are now dangling about halfway oh, uh, no. in the air uh, in the shuttle. Again. Here we go again. This is and sh <laughs> <laughs> like thematic callbacks. It's great. Yeah, At that like... moment. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> door opens. The face of this creature. Oh, no stares round, you see first incomprehension, then anger, cover the features of this creature, and then suck back. It reaches out a stringy uh, arm towards you, and then starts pull, to pull, dash pull, pull, towards pull, 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 pull. it. Roll uh, another uh, athletic check, everybody. Um, Uriel with advantage and oh. Tenebris. Uh, 17. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, everything's fine. Oh, I thought you said five. Oh my god. Oh god, that was so nearly a natural one. 17. 
Tenebris, you feel your strength returning to you in the sudden face as the adrenaline rushes, this thing starts powering its way towards you. You pull yourself up one hand over the other and Ural, you tug her and at last all three of you are inside the ship. At that hit point, you see... Pretty tight. Yeah. It's like Tenebris, a hollow spacecraft. Tenebris, as you are disappearing yeah. into the ship, you see flashes of light around uh, the feet of this creature. Oh no! <laughs> and it starts to one fucking thing after another. Chariot oh. of firearms through oh the air. Kind of cool. Being kinda lifted badass, higher though. and higher, and with a, a guttural roar, it is hurtling through the air towards you. You have all time to do. Well, to take a round before this thing reaches you. Am I still on a rope or I'm like, I'm on solid ground? No, you're all in the shuttle. You're all in this this ship now. I I would like to move myself to the back, so where the guy would be coming through. I want to get myself, like, closest to him and blocking the other two. Now would be a really useful time to have that monk ability. Okay. Tenebris is... Tenebris is is freaking, like, casting at them like she's been like just like holding it in and just like mustn't mustn't reveal mustn't reveal but like it's just it's just gonna burst out and as Let's go. she is going to try and cast sleep on this oh mid air <laughs> the thing is the boots would still be going so they just Bonk! Yeah. smashes into the ceiling <laughs> yeah um, okay, can we'll take this we'll, down on the ground. We'll do this Tenebris and then Infinity and then Uriel. Okay. Um, yeah. Guys, I found out how to work the autopilot. Great. Okay. Press the button. <laughs> okay, so crouching down, um, Tenebris like extends a hand and seems to be sort of like massaging the air almost making sort of strange motions oh fuck oh bloody that was a bad uh-oh bad roll for um, him oh no. that's really bad oh that's no chance. that's super bad no yeah no S- super bad for him <laughs> them i mean them them um I, uh, my spell only affects 15 hit points creature. You reach out, feeling through the air. You instantly feel like this isn't going to be enough. But on top of that, you get a strange sensation. Whenever you've used this ability before, you've been able to feel the shape of the brain activity that you're affecting. This creature, something is very wrong. The shape is all over the place. It is wild and difficult to control, but at the same time, completely laser focused. You feel like even if you were to try and with much more power, it might be difficult to subdue a creature like this in this way. Um, Infinity. I, I just want to get in between um, as, as a spider so that if they do get close, I'm going to bite them. Can okay. I hold an um, action? Can I hold my bite can, action? 
yeah, you can you can hold an action for when they uh, approach you. I'd like to do that, please. That's a surprise attack, surely. Like being attacked by a six foot tall spider is pretty surprising in your own I don't spaceship. Think it's a six foot tall spider. <laughs> well, six foot across, presumably. I don't think it is. No. <laughs> Um, Uriel. Yeah, Uriel's going to scramble up to the top and see if he can make anything of the controls and work out a quick release button or something that will get get us away. Um, you make it to the top of the ship. You can see out into the uh, clear blue of the sky, um, almost darkened as you're uh, looking up into what seems to be uh, a darkening sky. Um, you look around you at the controls. Strangely, um, the controls seem to be quite simple, almost as though they were designed to be used by, well, uh, roll an inside check. Oh my god, are they Jem'Hadar? Mm. Is that what this is? <laughs> um, right, insight. I am so insight. That's a seven. <laughs> you can't. You don't get a sense of, of why a ship might have been constructed like this, but you can tell this is a simple this is a simple uh, design. It's a simple layout, and there's a joystick in front of you, and just a few buttons either side, and a thrust uh, lever. What looks like a thrust lever. Cool. I mean, do any of the buttons have any kind of signifier on? Uh, make a perception check. Natural one. Uh, <laughs> They're buttons. It's gonna be great. Press the big the, red button. <laughs> your, uh, your, it's actually starting to vibrate a little bit in here as the speed of the ship builds up, and you can even start to hear very slightly this, this high-pitched keening noise, and what you think is the air starting to break in through the seal that appears to be attaching this ship to the shuttle below it. You are speeding up and speeding up. Right, full throttle. I'm just going to mash that throttle on full. Best you... case scenario, it pushes us away. Worst case scenario, it pushes us into him. Uh, you wang the throttle forward. <laughs> wang that yes. throttle. Wang it. Good. Wang it. <laughs> and infinity around you, you feel uh, flesh starting to fall. I'm sorry. Um, no, no. In what way does it, is it like radial? Like like a sphincter closing? It's not quite radial. It is as though it's flowing down the inside of this ship. Flowing flesh. And no. forming a solid uh, base around the ship. It's not uh, a flat base, it's conical again. So again, think of a, a canine which has been removed, an extracted tooth with the root, and it feels like that is what is being formed. At this point, you hear <laughs> and you, Uriel, feel thrust. Strong thrust coming from the sides of the craft. Um... And infinity. Yes. For a second, you see a look of panic cross the face of this creature, and then, boom! Ah. 
they land on the side. You see their fingers on the side of uh, the the ship that you guys are all currently in. You see their fingers grasping in as the flesh starts to uh, flow around their arms, around their hands, and you hear them go as the flesh flows over their face, and then it solidifies around everything. The shuttle you feel the power of this ship, and then it Everyone is flung back to the floor of the ship. Uh, Uriel, were you in? Everybody, make a dexterity saving throw. I get to use spider stats. Let's go. Oh, Fifteen. No. Twelve. Eleven. Um, Uriel, you just reached out. You managed to grab hold uh, of. All one of the protrusions on the inside of this strange biological vessel. Um, Infinity and Tenebris, you are flung back. You land uh, on the uh, the bottom end of the ship. You both take... Uh, four points of damage. Um, and Uriel, you see the lights, what few there are, come up uh, on what appears to be the control panel. You feel the pressure, the force, the G's of this craft. You are heading what feels like straight upwards, and the sky above you is darkening oh and darkening oh and darkening. Move the, move the joystick. Oh Doesn't really matter which direction. Move the joystick up the down, away from me. Oh, man. With a sickening lurch, you all float for a second. With my spider legs. Rotate slowly. Yes. It's like the start yeah. of Deadpool. So, Nebris, you see in front of you the waggling legs of a huge oh, spider unmoored. Uriel, you are laser focused on what's happening in front of you. You see. I'm <laughs> just floating behind Uriel trying to drive. That's You're so funny. The inspiration. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you see for a second the uh, bright blue curvature of the upper atmosphere. Jesus, how fast oh, are we going? God, we went too far up. We went too far up. Pull back on the accelerator. Pull back on the throttle. As it, and then everyone is thrown to the side. Another dexterity saving throw. Oh God! God. Come on, Spidey. Come nope. on, Barry. Five. Twenty-one. Oh, was that dex save? Mm-hmm. Twenty-three with a natural twenty. Ooh, girl. I got. Um, <laughs> Tenebris, you managed to. Uh, you start to get the feel of what the inside of the ship is like. It has strange protuberances, knobs, bumps, and places where you could lodge yourself if you want. You manage to just 
curl up inside one of them before the G's pull. Um, Uriel, you have a strong sense of what you're doing now. You've inserted yourself into what feels like the cavity where a pilot might sit. You're reaching out, you're holding the controls. You can feel the force of this ship now, like you're riding it like a horse. Infinity, you are <laughs> flung to the side. A spider thrown against the side of this ship. You take another four points of damage. Oh, still and a spider. Now, Uriel and Tenebris, both looking out of the uh, transparent front of this craft, you see beneath you the forests and mountains of Braxigantu whirling, uh, almost blurring as you spin and spin, slowly tipping down back towards the earth. Uriel, you're just going to try and correct, course correct. No. At this stage, roll me an intelligence check and a dexterity check. Just Uriel. Just Uriel. I right. should definitely stop being a spider, shouldn't I? Oh. Here we go. Heart is life is in my hands, and what do I roll? One Uriel. Stop. I got a 17 for my nice. intelligence. Okay, we like okay. it. We okay. like it. And a dex check, not saving throw, smart. yeah? Monk is smart. Dex check. I've got a natural one. I know exactly what to do and have no idea how to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much the size of it. You can start to understand what's going on here. This is a very simple ship, but one very carefully designed. It has a mode of attack, it has a mode of travel, and you just from seeing how far you came in that short amount of time, realize that the force, the thrust generated by this thing is massive. You feel like you could cover huge amounts of ground. However, <laughs> the other thing you realize is that what escapes you when you first looked at the controls of this ship, it is designed to be flown with no other intelligence guiding you. It is specifically designed so that one creature with the requisite training and dexterity can pilot this ship wherever it needs to go. However, that means that you, as someone operating this without any form of artificial intelligence helping you, or guidance system, are in serious trouble. And with an app one, you lose control. The okay. ship begins to wobble on its axis and you start spiraling down towards the ground. Oh well this is it everyone, it's been lovely. Um, Infinity's going to drop out of wild shape. Okay. It can't, right, it's designed as an attack craft so it's meant to be, it's meant, it's designed to withstand hitting something at great speed. You don't know that. Well I mean, I the speed. we yeah, heard a clang. Speed. Um, great speed and great speed is there's a lot of speed between Infin these two Infinity points. is very used to traveling at very fast paces through space. Can I try and work out what needs to be done to stabilize this ship? Absolutely. Um, wait. <laughs> you know what needs to be done. Oh, good. Uriel knows what needs to be done. Okay. You need to be able to pilot it in, with the requisite skill to be able to stop it from, to be able to get to do what you need to do. Sure. You could try and work out 
yeah, what you, that that's is. what you know. Um. Okay. Yamil, by the way, is like incredibly high on adrenaline right now. This is like an experience that is completely blowing the, their mind. In, in like kind of a positive way. So Infinity roll... can't work out what to do at all. Okay. Um, roll... I'm, I'm kind of. I'm. Emily is confused. <laughs> roll an investigation check. Let's see if you okay. can see anything which might give you a helping hand here. Twelve. Okay. What you see is that the joystick, which is clearly how this craft is controlled, seems to be incredibly sensitive that even the slightest movement is sending the ship spinning off in loads and loads of different directions. And is Uriel, like, moving it a lot at the moment? You can see that Uriel is massively overcorrecting. It okay, does great. not have the fine motor control required to really bring can the craft do, into... Can I do, like, ghost pottery wheel and, like, try oh and God. grab it? <laughs> <laughs> it's happening! <laughs> How do you really feel she right now? Have, she doesn't have time to, like, <laughs> take his hands off. <laughs> she just goes, ah. This is very risky. We don't have the belt on at the moment, either. <laughs> oh, While this is perfect. happening, um, Tenebris, are you doing anything before we... Um... I... Okay, this is not going to help us save... The world, so so no, I'm and I'll. Oh, bold of you to assume that we will be <laughs> doing anything <laughs> useful. Our lives, I meant by the world. My oh yeah, we are the world. We are the yeah. world. Yeah. And so you're helping Uriel, Infinity, right? Yes. Okay, Uriel, roll another dexterity check with advantage, but the DC is higher. Boy, okay. Okay, that wasn't great first time round. Uh, that's an 18. Feel the ship coming back under control, but you do not have full control. You manage to arrest the fall. So you are leveled out now. I'm very distracted are... is what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you, Ariel. Over the landscape. You're swaying from side to side. You feel like... You may not be on a collision course anymore, but you're not in full control of this ship. I was going to ask, can I see anything out the window that looks like, not mountains, that maybe if we are gonna hit, I can try and guide us to somewhere that isn't as deadly? I am going to, first of all, Roll a d4. One, you're going north. Two, you're going east. Okay. Three, you're going south. Oh, oh, I'm stressed. What, what would be the worst thing for a two spaceship to land on? Would, would it be like hard, like Blackpool rock or something? Two spaceships. Oh no, we're heading for the popcorn. We won't be able to get it out for ages. Uh... Shit, it's a, uh, it's a sea of full fat coke! That's what I was gonna say! <laughs> <laughs> it's corroding! Uh, roll a perception check. Everyone who's looking out of the window, roll a perception check. Oh. 
18. Uh, 17. I'm hiding. <laughs> um, Tenebris, uh, not Tenebris, uh, Uriel and Infinity. Um, can I just ask for a second, now that the ship is under control, are you, st or more under control, are you in the same position? Oh, Infinity wouldn't move. <laughs> I think this is working. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought you needed a bit of help stabilizing. No. <laughs> I'm not. Um, no. I'm just having a moment right now. Trying not to make joystick. Which way are we heading? <laughs> you uh, look out through uh, the transparent end of this cone, um, the tip of the tooth. What you see beneath you, you're much higher now than you were before. You seem to be travelling at a much greater speed. Um, beneath you, you see the valley which you were uh, going to land in, the valley where Switchback Run is, and the Narristan Falls. Um, if you look at your map, I'm not sure it says on there, but um, you would have heard in passing, this is Sawtooth Valley, called because of the, uh, the ridges that come out of the side of the mountains. You are moving uh, towards where the rivers meet the sea. Ooh, in fact, you now break through the valley and you come over what looks like from this distance to be a massive delta. Huge and wide, steaming from what the looks of vegetation underneath you, flat and no uh, mountains to be seen around you at all. And in front of you, at the moment, just uh, a blue line on the horizon becoming larger and larger, you see some huge body of water with tendrils of these rivers, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of inlets coming from the water up into the delta. Not against Hudson Rivering this bitch, let's go. <laughs> How acidic is the sea? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On Braxacanti. Infinity is seeing the sea for the first time. I know. Infinity's really, really. Oh, it's like the happy. Hobbits. She's literally flying above like the planet. It. She's she's very happy, but she's you also more concerned <laughs> with Hudson Rivering. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And not killing everyone. <laughs> Delta mud's quite soft. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Aim it to the nice, just nice casual aiming to like skid, like a skipping stone flat. flat. Yeah. flat. And pull back the throttle and coast in for Just a nice... nice, smooth... Maybe not smooth, but at least less deathly. Doop, 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 doop. Like that. I want to go doop, 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 doop. <laughs> That's usually what pilots try and avoid, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Oh, like, ladies and gentlemen, point... <laughs> if you put your seats up and your tray tables back, we're about to commence the doop, doop, doop. Sophia, doop, 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 doop. I was once on a plane and they actually announced that we were landing and it was landing in uh, Inverness and they did the intercom thing and then they didn't turn it off and I could we could all hear what was going on in the cockpit nope. and the last thing Worst they nightmare. said before we touched down was I heard someone in the cockpit go oh god <laughs> and it was, was like half a second before we touched the ground that's almost definitely because they realized the intercom was on and not because of the landing. <laughs> Didn't feel like that at the time. No, no. Oh, uh, that's my worst nightmare. Also, uh, breaking news, Simon Clark has been on a plane. Oh, my God. 
Not for a very long time. Oh, mate! Being mean. Very... I'm being mean. I was on a plane in November. I'm awful. As you're having this lovely conversation, you are speeding and speeding. Is there, um, Infinity? You can absolutely bring up uh, the map which you downloaded if you want to try and get an idea of which direction you're headed. I would and like to do that, and maybe. Being a terraforming robot, I could make some kind of survival check to look around and be like, that bit of land looks nice and squishy and less um, explodey. Is there, looking at the map, is there a particular place that you're aiming for? You are so high now that you feel like you could choose a place on that map and attempt oh, to aim for it. Oh, 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 I see. Sorry, the map, you mean the, the, the drawn map? No, I no. mean the satellite map. We could, I could pick any of those places. You are currently lost the picture. Could we, could we land there? Because the reason that we're aiming for the water is the co confidence about landing. Yeah. The Wait, DC of landing is lower. I'm really confused now. You're over a huge delta. You've come. Um, There's no delta on that. Map. I can't find. Yes. The so we're off. For the sake of convenience, you you have gone south. We're That's... off the map. You've gone south and you've gone through the Sawtooth Valley, so you've broken yeah. through there, that little inlet, and now you're over this massive delta and you can see the sea coming towards you. And yes, Lansdowne Port is in that direction. Okay. Oh gosh. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm aim for more, aim for the water. Which bit of water? There's a lot of water around here. Are we talking river? Are you aiming for the sea? No, Lansdowne Port. Lansdowne Port. Wait, but not near the, not near a, if I can see not a town, a I'm not going to aim for the town. I just want to. a bit of river. A nice, a nice river would be lovely. A nice, nice river. Because we we think we can maybe make a water landing, nothing else. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Ali's looking at me like that's really stupid. Infinity's make, smarter than Emily. <laughs> make a perception check to Ooh. see if you can see where Lansdowne Port might be through the window. You have 16. this map in your mind. Right. Um, you think you see what looks like smoke on the horizon. Just a tiny plume of smoke rising okay. in the distance. As this is happening, Uriel, you feel the thrust begin to drop. But you have not moved. We ran out of the fuel already. What is happening? It's just what is happening? Um, I think wherever we want to go, we need to make a decision quite soon. Yes, I'm in for the water. Can I? So Tenebris has been pondering the the risks and, and benefits of this. Um, but Tenebris is just gonna, is just gonna sort of, oh no, no, she's not. No, never mind, forget it. Oh, you know what I would like to do? As, as this is going, I want to cast Guidance on Uriel. Well, that's, yeah, you do that, yes! Yeah. Yes, do that a lot! Yeah, I forgot I have this. I have Guidance. Yeah, yeah. This is why I never take Guidance, because I cannot. So you got I have it. one minute, um, where... Before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolls to one ability check of your choice. So, yeah, and you can 
roll the die before or after making the ability check. That's what I think. Um, and I Your think that is done by... is dropping. Telling you what to do. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm aiming for the water. Or is that not possible? Have I realised that's not possible? I'm aiming for Uriel a Uriel is the one steering the ship. <laughs> so, just to be clear, is is it possible... Like, does it does it look like the delta is in, within fuel range, considering that our trajectory is dropping? The delta is all around you. It is massive. Great, great, great. Good, good. Okay, let's go. well let's let's, let's let's twist it so that at least we're going to be close to a shore, but not <laughs> on a shore. Like it. In front of you, and then put it down. You tip the sh nose of the ship down, rocking ever so slightly, and now you've developed a very slight rotation. So as this is happening, you are turning through 360 degrees. So right now you're at about two o'clock, you're at a slight angle to the ground, and the ship is still turning. As you're going down towards, you can see where the shore is. It's within reach, you think. You have also seen a plume of what looks like smoke or steam or something rising. Um, from a part of uh, the shoreline. Aye. <laughs> Has anybody turned around and checked to see if the person is... No! Hands are still there? We'll deal with that in a minute. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would, I would be vaguely interested in peeking out to see if I can see any limbs sticking out from the flesh prison around them. Roll an investigation check. That's what Uriel says you all are. <laughs> I'm, hey! I'm accidentally picking up Uriel's language. Uh, president, president company accepted. Please, please <laughs> don't move your arms. I, I got a 17 on my investigation. It, it is dark in here, but you have excellent dark vision. You look around looking for anything which might indicate the presence of this person. And oh, you see. on the inside. I thought it was on the outside. They were, they you were can't see the outside. Oh no! You, oh, you, okay. It is. Okay. However, what you yeah. do see are nubbins, little protrusions inside. You run your hands over them and you feel skin. Oh. It feels like fingertips oh. sticking out into the inside of the cockpit. Can I see any of of their actual skin, the bluish grey skin, or is it all? Gum. It's it's greenish grey, and green yes, you can. Okay. Given that I can see, I don't know why I'm doing this now, but given that I can s technically see them, <laughs> that I can see them. <laughs> I would agree. You, you can see them. Yes. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I am just gonna like reach out and sense the colony and and and, and sense the sort of extensions of myself. I love them. And I'm just gonna look for this weird brain and just see if it's there, see if it's alive, see if I can work out how it works enough to say the word hello into it. Oh, cool. You realise that the colony is all around the outside of the ship. It's, it's everywhere. And in fact, can reach out and sense some form of mind. You reach in and say hello into the swirling chaos. It's almost as though you're in the middle of some huge engine. You don't understand how it works. There's pieces moving all over the place, some strange clockwork which is driven to some goal that you don't understand. And it's talking to itself in a language that you also do not understand. So, 
this the, the alien person got halfway well fingertip into the alien sphincter which then closed and then has been dragged through the atmosphere but is still hanging on via their fingertips in we the sphincter maybe and seem to be alive oh, fine but i don't we think can they're deal with that in a minute I, yeah that's fine i can't i can't ask them anything. as this is happening the ground is coming right. larger and larger in your down. viewpoint uriel i'm going to try um, and correct that roll and uh you overcorrect down. and no, you're, no. no roll me a dexterity <laughs> check De now, so this is was that 1d4 1 added. D4, yeah and i'm still getting advantage because she's ghosting me not ghosting me but you know what i mean <laughs> yes uh, you can decide to use the uh, guidance after you've rolled if you want hmm it's a cantrip. I can do it again. Okay, right. So yeah, that's a fourteen. <laughs> that's a fourteen. So I'll roll the d4 to add to it. It's gone off the table. Uh, I'll roll a d8 and halve it. Uh, I get an extra two. Sixteen. Um, you correct and ever so slightly overcorrect. So now you're spinning the other way. So soon you will end up being upright again, but then you'll keep going. Um, so an improvement, but not exactly what you're after. And the ground is still getting larger and larger. Now, what you can see rushing up towards you, you can see the shore, you can see these dense, now what look like uh, swamplands. You can see yeah, um, large bodies of water. Um, you can see uh, trees, short, stubby with long, broad leaves. And in the, dis uh, in the distance, but you think potentially reachable, you still see this plume of smoke, right? Rising. Where We're going to come headed? down in the bayou. Bayou? Yeah. Swamp, I'm going to get munched by a gator. Then I could be a gator later. Oh, you Where are you headed? The swamp. The swamp. Finity okay. Swamp. Just straight down. Are you trying to go for the shore? There's no. Just near the shore. Not on near land. The shore. But like, near the, sh like the, mud, the, the, the mud of the delta the that leads up to the shore. Yeah. Right. You get the feeling that in order to land this craft, uh, you're either going to have to pull off some miraculous feat of dexterity, or somehow you're all going to have to work together to find a way to land this thing well. Okay, I have no idea of how okay, we do so that. Are, so, yeah, are, are like... you saying that our current plan? will kill us all because our current plan is to hit the water so that we don't all die upon impact but yeah basically is it crash. to hit the water because i've heard it's to hit the bayou yeah the like swampy water, water. The, the, the shallow water of so, a swamp so you go like shallow watery mud that we think will will protect us from being killed upon impact that like dum, that's dum, our dum. plan dum, that's dum, why dum. we're aiming for water that's why we're aiming for like near the shore so we can kind of like get out to land but going for the american landing idea rather than the russian landing idea exactly space 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 yeah, yeah. Oh. all i would add is that and i just want to be fair because i don't know if you assuming that you've done this or not but you've not actually investigated the inside of the ship you've looked into it but okay. at no point have you tried to see what's what's in here apart from these controls ah because i don't know if you think oh, you've done right. that you've okay. 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 okay yeah, yeah okay. okay okay it's just very small so I i'm looking around for a parachute <laughs> yeah three oh, okay. parachutes please 
I meant a ship parachute. Oh, well, that's even the, better, actually. You know, that oh, that's way better. Down. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That's the, okay. it's good. Now we're going for more the Russian side of things. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm I, going to... Sorry, uh, yes. If there Sky is more Queen. than just the controls that Uriel is already looking at and is trying to blocking, if there's anything else, I will have a, have a look. Can I investigate? Yeah. yeah. Bad at investigating, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, I got a three. Great. Uh, you... Don't worry, guys. I fixed everything. It's squishy right. in here, Ooh, it's but it's squishy. kind of bits are kind of surprisingly squishy. This is very squishy. Oh. Did you guys see how squishy this all is? I haven't really looked at it yet. <laughs> Infinity will look around. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. So I'm like on. dad driving. Non-natural like, twenty. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uriel, as this is happening, now almost you can't see the sea anymore. You're getting closer and closer and closer. That's it's disappeared. It's now just green, lush verdant green all around you. Um, Big dice, let's go. Infinity, you take a moment, focus, and what you see is that yes, Tenebris is right. It is squishy, but it's only squishy in certain places. Yeah. And what it seems like is that the squishiness molds itself around you. Like As you put out your hand, you feel that the flesh molds itself to form some sort of cushion oh. in certain places within the craft. Okay. A cushion. Oh, like... Poke it a bit. <laughs> it forms a cushion around your finger and it's almost as though your finger is protected. Oh. Cushion. The ground can is rushing up towards you. Can here. I try? Like, get into the cushions! <laughs> and I'm just gonna like throw myself into the wall and see what happens. Um, <sighs> the wall, much as the way you saw the flesh form around uh, the person who was chasing you, it sucks you in ever so slightly, Jeez. and you're suspended almost in this jelly-like substance. Get into the cushions now. Uh, I'm gonna like try and put it on the course. Take the peel the fingers off the joystick. Leave Uriel. it. What? Uriel, with this, before you do that, with this, hearing what Infinity said, you uh, flex your powerful buttocks and... <laughs> the back, <Batman>. baby! <laughs> you realise that the sort of indentation that you're sitting in, this cavity, also appears to be forming itself around the shapes of your body. Ah. Ah. That does make sense. It'd be odd if like, the pilot didn't... Yeah, okay. I was like, well, what would that be about? Um, okay, Tenebris is gonna see Infinity blah, 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 into the wall <laughs> and like start um, like arbitrarily like patting the wall, just like hands outstretched until she finds a squishy bit, at which point she's just gonna sort of go face first into the wall. I think Yuriel's <laughs> oh, gonna no! be sat, Yuriel's sat there gonna be going, this is the grossest thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Tenebris, what's your constitution modifier? Oh God, you're gonna suffocate. <laughs> Entirely possible, yes. I'm in a bit of a rush right now, though, you know? My constitution modifier is plus two. So you, you have four minutes of oxygen, though, right? Yeah! Oh, four minutes is a long time. Four minutes is a long you time. You feel the this strange flesh-like substance close over oh, your no. face, and you can't breathe, but you do feel suspended. Uriel, as the ground rushes towards you, you try to pull the ship up into some form of... Uh, Dead bird. What is it? Dead bird landing? It can't be that. What's that? No, that would be a bad landing, I think. I would, yeah. Skimming stones. Hudson River. You're trying to Hudson River this yeah. year. Albatrosses yeah. land very awkwardly. There might be an albatross <laughs> They're landing. They're huge. Roll That's me a dexterity check. 
Roll high. Yeah, really high, please. Thank you. And I've not got advantage anymore because I'm not being ghosted. Well, I have actually been ghosted now by by Infinity. Sorry. Should have cast guidance on you before I left. Got a nine. Goodbye, cruel world. Focus Squeaky bum time. Concentrate. You pull back on the joystick, but you've pulled back too far. Now you're headed back up. You try and course correct. You push forward. Now it's spinning the ship head over tail. Blackness. And then... Silence. Oh, Lord, that's creepy. The worst thing you've ever done with the music. <laughs> Uriel. There's no light coming in anymore. You don't feel any damage. Infinity, you too feel unhurt. Tenebris, it's been a minute. You feel uncomfortable, but not hurt. It's eerily silent now and soft around all of you, almost as though you've lost the sensations, you've been deprived of them. But then you feel it coming back, a draft coming in from somewhere, warm, humid air, on your face. If this tooth fairy farts, Ali, I swear to God. <laughs> Nothing happens. Can I pull my face out of flesh, please? You can. And you see again. Is everyone okay? Sound off, please. I think. I am alive. Okay. That's good. Um. Uh, <gasps> it's just dark for everyone. I haven't. My. It, it is dark. Yeah. Uh, I have dark vision, so I don't know how dark it is. Pretty dark. Pretty dark, I assume. It's very dark. It's very dark. Very dark. Okay, worried. Okay, let's my... get out of here, please. How do we get out? <laughs> I'm going to try and get out of the wall. Does it like just sort of let go as you move? Yeah. Can you just like. Uh, Infinity, can you turn the brightness up on your screens to 100? Technically, I, that would be. I feel like that's mean because that's technically not a thing I have that I can do. You don't have. I don't have light or anything. But... Um, let's oh, say I have I have, I have I druid do. craft, so I could you could say it's like a cheeky use of druid craft to be a bit like. Mm. I feel like uh, technically Tenebris has it. I mean, okay. we'll say for flavor that. Oh, cool. You light up infinity. A gleaming shape, uh, figure in the blackness of this Stuff shuttlecraft. You see the controls. You see the ridges and the nobbles of the inside of the ship. 
there is at the back of the ship another set of controls. Each of the pointy bits. Is in like an open open door control, maybe. Can I have a look at them? Oh. Oh. You could press it, yeah. I'll so press it. it. Yeah. And press button. This flesh starts to roll off, flow and slide away, and then light breaks through golden light but also foggy misty and then you hear the sounds ah. infinity so as the sides of this ship dissolve around you you see huge uh trunks of short squat trees, massive roots curled and gnarled and worming their way into puddles and pools, reeds, massive bulrushes swaying in what looks like the evening light. Uriel Snippers, I think there's a frog. You are buried almost entirely, this oh. ship, in what looks like mud. Rich, verdant, alluvial mud. Uh, the canopies of the trees are very low. The noises are everywhere. Um, Uriel and Tenebris, do you wish to do anything? Um... Can I look to see what's happened to Scaly, Scaly Boy? You absolutely can. And at this point, I just need to roll some dice. He could be dead. Does anybody yeah. else fully expect Ali to like open up the hatch and then we hear like a banjo? That would be great. And it's like, oh no. Will like a space kit pig, son. <laughs> uh, you look down. Um, roll me a perception check. The first thing you notice is that it doesn't appear to be any body on the craft. Six. So there is no body on the craft. Okay. Oh, fuck. It's going to be predator all over. He's in the ground. Let's get out. He is the crowd. Can I look for the, for the for the fingertips that I saw before, or the same place? Oh no! Um, so the flesh that was encasing them has now uh, disappeared to open up the back end of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can't see any. You could. You would look for the figure itself. I, I'm. How how bright sunlight is it out, outside? It's evening. So, the sun is coming through this haze rising off the ground in the mist. Um, it, there is glare, so roll with disadvantage. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look around, yeah, and see if I can see like what because they were right there. They would have had to have left right when we were ten. 
in the darkness. With a 10, you know that whatever there was, those fingertips, are not here anymore. Okay. Infinity's going to try and get out and walk out, climb out. You can, with each. Um, you get out and look around this space. She'll just be looking for any signs of life of any form, including mm. weird, creepy person. Make a perception check. Uh, 18. Li- there is life everywhere, yeah. This is... You can see it around your the toes uh, as you're standing now in um, what's almost ankle high water. You can feel uh, tadpoles, tiny fishes, skating their way across the metal of your foot. Um, you hear birds. Calling to each other from between the trees. And somewhere far off you hear... Splashes and ripples in the water. You smell the deep scent of decay, but also life, and also animal shit, and also water. Still bodies of water. And the last thing you see... Mm. A shape. On the ground, ten metres away from you, crumpled up uh, against uh, a small divot in the earth and it looks like they've almost made this divot, they've landed Right Do they look alive? Uh, you can't tell from this distance Wait, when, you say, when you say they made this divot do you mean they made this divot on impact mm. or they deliberately made the divot no, 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 with no, their no, hands? No, they've gone, they've gone. Oh, when? Oh, no. They fell off the ship Inside the ship. I'll go over. Uh, you see the prone, crumpled, and twisted body of the creature who you ran from in the shuttle. Does it look alive, or is it just a body? Make a medicine check. Fourteen. Fourteen. It does look alive. And you know why, because you hear (laughs) and one eye forces its way open and on that we will call it a day. I fully expected the hands to just be there and and come out and be like, when the no 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 then then when the sphincter retracted the hands just like flopped because the rest of the body had been torn off. Unbelievable, guys. He, the, 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 that person rolled a nat 20 on their death save. Wow. <laughs> so they came so back. Amazing. That's amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. That's amazing. really cool. I want to talk to them. I Are we supposed to, oh to know God. how they, how they were flung out? Is that supposed to? They were on the edge of the ship. I think they were just they hanging were by the side of the ship. Well, I, I'm really confused. Because we, we were still the in the outside. atmosphere. So like, if it's a short flight, you could 
you know. Yeah, but the fingers were on the inside, right? Yeah, but I think that's just because the ship is like this kind of like sucking. Yeah, it molded around weird them. Thing. But is it? But there's bone. Is it not bone the whole way around? Is that why well, I'm getting confused? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I assumed know. it was more like the gum. There was like the tooth, yeah. and then the bit yeah, that moved was like a gum. gum. Um, Gross. But oh my god, I I had to admit I was really hoping purely for the, like the emotional satisfaction of him us hiding from him them that we would get up in the craft it would close behind it and the last thing we'd see would just be like him reaching and not making it as we blew off oh, that'd be cool. and the ship crashed i think this is more fun i want to know who they are i want to know why this they came because they're not the people they expected so i yeah but yeah. the brothers are like the high end i reckon this is just second i don't know second end. i don't know like, i can't get the brothers you, you know if you, 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 you don't for, like, send one person if, if they're low this end weird that's true. They, 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 they've got to be classy, right? They've got to be expensive. We'll find Probably out maybe find out next week. Next week. So we're going to have a quick break now mm-hmm. in, in real life. Um, not if you're listening to the podcast or YouTube, I guess. That will probably be cut out. But we should be back. And do not go anywhere because science will happen. Science. Uh, there will be chit-chats. There will be science. There will be much <laughs> discussion um, of all the a lot of exciting things in this episode. Um, so stick around and we'll see you in just a few moments. Bye. See you in five. Don't go anywhere. Bye. We've, we've done the Dungeons and Dragons. Now it's time for the science. Um, and there was a lot, a lot of exciting things mm. in that episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to just quickly brush across some of the things that came up, just in case anyone has any interesting facts. Some of them might be useful, I think, for future D&D briefs. Um, and then we're going to go into our chosen topic uh, for this evening based on a fun conversation we had last week all about gigantic meteors hitting planets um, and sort of impact craters that they leave behind and things like that. Um, so, yeah, first off, uh, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> it's right, yeah. the rare instance great. when I know what the episode is going to be called halfway in. <laughs> the, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. The best thing is, and I wanted to do it before we left the craft, was I wanted to see if there was a little plaque that said, Oh, plaque! What it was. Very Very good. But also, somebody uh, in in Twitch chat pointed out that, like, when you were keeping yourself safe and the organic material pulled around you, you were in a cavity cavity in a tooth. Very nice. It writes itself. But that, as a, as a concept, is fascinating to me. The idea of like biological ships, because it's something you do see in sci-fi from time to time. But mm. I have, I'm not a bio person. I have no idea what kind of grounding that has in science. If I anything. mean, the real question is thrust, right? Like, where do you get that from? Well, mm. How do you do that? Hello. Just words, certain words are just out, aren't they? Well, okay. they're not out. I just you just have to accept that I will just sit there going <laughs> in the background. Because you can get thrust from a chemical. But like you know, for example, hypergolic, or you can burn hydrogen, whatever it is. You have something propellant that you put backwards that you are burning, or some kind of chemical reaction. Or you can do things using electric fields. So you know, like a xenon thrust, like an ion thruster. You ionize something, apply electric field, and then it jettisons out the back. But that's so weak, isn't it? Currently, as we currently have it, as we, we can never be able to. It. But you know, just thinking about how important electrical impulses are to biological systems that would make more sense to me i think than and, and require less propellant than i mean i do wonder reaction. i often i often think about these things is that you don't always have to push yourself right you can be pulled and if there was something above you like a that was 
Sorry? Like a tugboat. Like a tugboat. But if there was something above you that was... If you had something embedded in you, like, that was magnetic, for example, and you had an incredibly powerful directional magnetic field, it could pull you around without you having to provide any of the thrust. Doesn't mean it would necessarily be... You know, you'd be pulling a lot of other stuff with you that got caught in the field. <laughs> but... Yeah, I guess if you were metal and there was just a giant magnet somewhere, but then everything that was metal would get pulled towards that magnet. Unless you could really directionalize the field. Yeah. Do you, do you have any more of a concept, Ali, for how the tooth the fairy, fairy yeah, propels itself? And are you allowed to tell us? Uh, this could I be mean... our ship for the rest of the campaign now. We, we could now... It's sinking. It's 100% sinking. I might get it out. It could what? be. I mean, it could be. You, you own it now, I suppose. Uh, the Diente. <laughs> oh, that's good. Diente. Like how the Expanse has the Rosinante, we have the Diente. Diente. I'm better than the Tooth Fairy. I like the Tooth Fairy. I feel like the Tooth Fairy might stick. But <laughs> I'm not the one naming the ship. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's a simple answer. I mean, it's always an issue, right? It's like, I mean, you're in the shuttle, right? And you've got massive tanks of fuel propelling you. I mean, you just can't get away from fuel, really unless you are generating fuel on the hop, like as you go. Um, uh, so well, that... That's only a problem if it's an entirely biological system. Like if you were to have some kind of hybrid, some compound that was part biological, part synthetic, then- That's true. And I mean, your point that like, you can generate thrust without just burning a load of hydrocarbons behind you and just being like, yeah, it's an explosion behind me and it pushes me forward. Like that's true. Um, but I feel like also that to create the amount of force, the speed that you were going at, you might need some exterior force, which there might be. You never know. He says, definitely having a plan. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, maybe just more like ideas about biological ship design could be a future a future D&D brief topic. I mean, it's so, you're right, it comes up it's in such a yeah, broad definitely. thing. Like, it's yeah. so huge that, yeah, definitely could. I mean, somebody like, said in Twitch yeah. chat, um, I think it was Cass, actually, who um, made the point about, you know, combine that the interstellar travel to some, like, solar sails. Mm. Like, you know, you could have an entirely biological system. I, I love the idea of stuff like space whales. It doesn't really make any sense Moya. from an evolutionary perspective, but these huge biological organisms in space. Yeah. But we've already talked about the tardigrades, right? Like, things can exist in space. Biological things can. So, there's no reason why... If, yeah. if you could harvest energy in space, you couldn't be some sort of massive, very slow-moving space... Space whale. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, yeah, in, in Farscape, they, they enslaved the space whales and made them their, sh their sh spaceships. Yes. <gasps> Man, I've watched Farscape for years! <laughs> Oh, I forgot they exist. Throwback for you all there. Can we do well, landscape watch parties? I love. I, I, I immediately had um, DS9 vibes from the description today because I was just thinking the connection between the people and the ship and like and how it's designed to be simple. Like it's not a complicated thing. Yeah, it's very Jem Hadar uh, kind of deal. But it's in intuitive if you're if you know how to do it, and if mm. you don't, you're a bit. Screwed. It's a really interesting concept, but I'm. Kind of, I'm kind of glad that he didn't, that they didn't die. Um, yeah, absolutely. Fighting, right? And also, it's in, it's interesting there's no well. way they're in good shape, so they can't kill us yeah, right now. Yeah, hopefully. Oh. Mm, say that. We've been proven wrong happen. before, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> they just have to be alive to fire something, right? Yeah. The other thing is, like, I mean, to, to remember, I guess, I don't know if this is super useful, but it is all, it is all based on D&D, &D, right? Like, this is, this is the D&D &D universe. 
Yeah. So things, you know, I haven't just made something just completely be like, boom, here's a completely new thing, right? Based Everything, it on something. So there is something there, and you know, when you find out what it is, things oh. might make more sense. Oh no! Oh, God. Oh, now I feel I D and D stupid as well as science stupid. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty tangential, but it's I don't know. I don't know. Okay, cool. That, I'm, I'm, that's intrigued. That's what I really like about this actually, because I was I was thinking often. I think like, okay, you know, I want to do this thing. Um, this D and D thing has this set of abilities. How does that map? Yeah. And then you end up in a really strange place. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyway. So, so, a topic... Uh, sorry. I was just saying, was there anything else from today? Because that was obviously the... A topic the I would thing. love for a future D&D brief is to answer the questions about spiders' eyesight and how they sense vibrations and how multiple eyes help mm. them or doesn't help them. Um, just, I don't know the answer. I would like you... to know. Oh, why didn't we go on? Finish that thought. Why didn't we? No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's over now. It doesn't matter. You did everything you needed to do. You did everything you had to do. You survived. You, you, you are somewhere else. You survived. You, you know, you won. You, you're winners. Yeah. So and you beautiful. Ali wanted a lot from us, but we did not deliver. You did so well. He wanted us to go up when the captain died, and we did not. What uh, do you think? Ooh, think so. That no. Oh, I was too cowardly for that. Infinity was going to do it. I know. I didn't. Like, yeah. Because you could have saved her. But, mm, but yeah, the I, moment I, didn't think uh, of that. I want yeah. to mint and sell as an NFT Ali's face. No. When <laughs> when you came up with the idea of being a spider, Ali was just like, "Oh, you've all grown so much." How, how do we kick <laughs> that Simon was off bloody of good. That I was, was no, I was literally here googling like. Uh, CR1 over four monsters that can climb because I was like I, I have to find one that can climb and then it came up it's like giant wolf spider can climb on anything and I was like yes nice let's go so there was one funny thing that I just wanted to mention um which was your description of this person having like sort of like leathery elephant skin but with no wrinkles like taut yeah made me think of the Horniman walrus what is Horniman. So Horniman is a museum in South London that you can go to, and they have a walrus. And obviously, oh, at some point, yeah. someone went on an expedition and was like, "We have brought you a, 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 a walrus oh, a museum." And the museum was like, "Amazing! <laughs> We're gonna stuff the walrus." And so someone's there, like, "This is a great walrus skin. I better, I better stuff it really good." And they were like, "Wow, it's really you can fit a lot in here." And they just kept stuffing it until it's the walrus this huge, smooth walrus. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that it oh was supposed to be wrinkly. So it's, so it's, it's just round. Yeah, Google Horniman Walrus or, you Very know, funny. have a little have a little trip to South there, London. There is a museum of bad taxidermy, to... isn't there? Like, is that's there? a, that's a thing. Oh my God. Because I've seen some... Sad, but... The um, Natural History Museum in Oxford has some awful, awful taxidermies <laughs> in there. Because some of them are quite old. And yeah. partly they were degraded, but also I think the techniques were just a lot worse. The eyeballs. I just like, made, oh, the eyeballs. I just made the mistake of Googling Museum of Bad Taxidermy. Oh, I don't no. actually <laughs> think there is a location, but Jesus, some of this is so bad. Can everyone send us their favorite bad, uh, bad taxidermies today? Uh, on the Discord, please. That'd be great. I'm going to put a picture of the Horniman Morris in the Discord channel. Oh, some of these... I, I just... <laughs> 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 
Okay, we're all just get- laughing so, now. So, Great I'm, podcast I'm, content. I'm not making anything up. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to uh, raise from today was a question um, we had in chat during during the stream. Um, so we were crammed in the bottom of the spaceship. There were hot, hot uh, engines coming from one side and there was like the cold, cold metal mm. coming from the, the other side. And the original question was like, oh, is, is it not a vacuum on the other side of the metal in which case why would it be particularly cold um because how is the energy escaping which is one question um the other the, the fact is we weren't in a vacuum we were sort of like high up um so my sort of extension question to that is how how does sort of heat loss change as you go up so if you're like in a, in a plane or, or something as you go higher um as you as the atmosphere gets thinner do you actually are you actually like losing less heat well, you're losing, you're losing less heat because th you've got three principal methods of heat loss. You've got mm. conduction, convection, and radiation. Um, yeah. So conduction was never really a factor, but you would have had in the lower atmosphere convection as um, the principal method of radiation, sorry, of, of energy transfer. Um, you know, you, you will have established if you're warmer than the surroundings, you make the air near you less dense, so it rises, it creates a partial vacuum, and then more air that's cooler rushes in to fill the gap, gets warm, fills the cycle. So the higher you go, the less convection you're going to see, and you're going to get the same amount of radiation, but it's going to convey the... Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be more efficient because you're not warming the air immediately next to you. You're warming something that's very far away that's not going to Does that impact. mean that the higher that you go in a plane, the warmer the outside of the plane? Um, the, less, the less heat loss, at least, through the outside. Yes, but then the ambient temperature is lower anyway. Yeah. So the rate of heat loss will be lower, but then equally you're going to be in contact with surroundings that are going to be radiatively cooling you. Like the rate, uh, off the top of my head, I think if you're in like middle, low to middle atmosphere, like in order to be in radiative equilibrium, it takes like the order of a, a, couple, like, a couple of weeks, maybe. So like it's not, you're never going to get in radiative equilibrium just through radiation. Um, is, is radiation, is, is radiation, radiative heat loss essentially what you're doing when you're like looking through like um thermal glasses it's like infrared, infrared. A, yeah you're seeing indicator um, of that, right because every everybody in the universe em emits radiation in the form of black body radiation what we approximate as black body radiation um it just is that is that infrared so it the, the wavelength that it is maximal in depends mm -hmm. on the temperature Okay, so okay, if okay. you're a warm object, then it's yeah. going to be in the visible, which is why. So that the classic example of this is if you put something in a fire, it mm. will originally appear to be glowing red because mm. that's a mm. longer wavelength and emitting mm. and a lower temperature. As it heats up, it's going to get mm. orange, then yellow, and then a white. Mm. Um, mm. So a, a lot of objects that we interact with daily are giving off black body radiation, but the wavelength, the peak wavelength that they're emitting is way into the infrared. Yeah, but, yeah okay. but when you say this, what is the thing that's doing the emitting? Is it the atoms that make up the object? Yeah, um, I've never thought about it from an atomic perspective. Um, but yes, I mean, well, this is um, actually, it's a quantum thing. Now, now I think back to the history, this is one what? of the reasons that quantum mechanics sort of coalesced. This idea of um, actually explaining black body radiation. And there was something called the ultraviolet catastrophe, which I can't remember the exact details of. But it's if amazing. you used... No one can! Physics. It's such an awful event! It's been stuck from the minds we of all. We don't speak of it, Frodo. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the, um, it, it basically, if you used classical physics to try and explain it, then it blew up. Like, you ended up with an infinity. And so they had to develop some new physics to try and explain it. An infinity, eh? I'm sorry. 
at so many moments in our science chats. And infinity, so. <laughs> Her origin story. Um, it's not. Awesome. <laughs> so, I still don't think, I'm a fully, place. full disclosure, I still don't understand. I still didn't get where the radiation comes from. Like, no. what is the thing? No, that's there was an, apparently radiation. there was an ultraviolet catastrophe, and I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, temperature is, is is just the um, average kinetic energy of a bunch of atoms or molecules. So th those atoms, you know, the general law of the universe is everything wants to get to the lowest energy state possible. So you're right there, Bates. Sorry for podcast listeners. Emily Bates, I think, just inhaled. Oh, is that soup? Or was it coffee? <laughs> Tea? Minty. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to mute my microphone for a bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like everything wants to return to the lowest energy state possible. And I think basically, you know, it, it, when you are, when you have an object that is, at, say, at room temperature, its individual atoms and molecules have quite a bit of energy and they will try to sink back down to a lower energy state and so emit radiation at specific frequencies that will be governed by their structure but also but, but that's a, but that's about electrons jumping between different energy states within the shell of the atom correct but it, there's electronic transitions and then there's molecular transitions so for example like in oh, co2 you have shit. like the um uh, oxygen molecules like vibrating in a certain way and then you have like rotational modes and translational modes and vibrational modes well, so all that sort of stretchy vibrate stuff that's emitting stuff from the bonds themselves but that's also electro are those bonds are electrons well, being in one I've of those states this, i realize but... being in one of those states like a vibrational state is just a being at a level of energy when you transition from one state to another state you will emit but, a, a, but the you you're talking about is electrons it's those no not i mean well the, the the molecule as a whole the molecule will be in a state and then when it transitions yeah, but... But the that. molecules made of electrons and yeah, but the electrons aren't—it's not an electronic emission; it's a molecular. There's like different bands of emissions, so it's—it's it's, you can have emissions from electrons, yes, but you can also have those emissions from because elect uh, those emissions are caused by uh, you know that you're thinking of are caused by electrons changing states, whereas what I'm talking about is within a molecule the the state that the molecule is in in terms of how it is vibrating or rotating and changing from one state to another is what causes the emission to to take place. I really want to go on with this, but I'm not going to. All I would say is that, as you've been talking, I have the images of the bad taxidermy up behind you. Oh, they're so funny. The lion, I'm imagining the lion saying all these things that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's not uh, on our Discord, well, Simon, Dr. Simon Clark fans Discord, there is an RP Geeks discussion. And right now, there are just some absolutely brilliant pictures of awful taxidermy, and it's well worth a look. It's like, you know, the pictures of medieval art where they <laughs> the, the monk's been like, I've seen an elephant, and then oh, they like tried to recreate it. Four eyes. Someone has described me uh, to me an elephant, and yeah. someone else described it to them, so I'm pretty yeah. sure we've got this. Yeah. Oh, my Join the Discord, everybody. See the pictures. Exactly. Oh, excellent, excellent plugging. Right, right, I've done so much reading up about meteors. Meteors! Um, yeah. Why is this, before you, before you say it, why is this relevant? Like, why are we talking about it's it? so not, but um, <laughs> if you have been watching uh, the stream today or on, on the video, you'll have seen the map of the region that we're in. Um, again, that'll, that can be on our Discord if you're a podcast listener. Um, <laughs> and I will put it on there right now. I'm not everyone, sure if we've actually posted it before. Yeah, I'm not sure either. That's why, that's why I was like, it will maybe. I'm um, going to put it on the Instagram right now. Right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, do that. That'd be great. 
Um, so everyone who uh, was what, yeah, uh, people watching last week were like looking at the map and going, oh my gosh, there's this big sort of circular mountain range. It's this sort of um, sort of natural harbour thing looks very circular. Like, could it have been an impact crater? But there's sort of maybe an island in the middle. There's that like, volcano. Like, oh my gosh. Now we don't know the answer to this because this is the mystery of Braxagantu that only DM uh, Ali knows. But do um, I? And we do. <laughs> or we'll make up later. Be fine. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh, but um, uh, I I just went away and looked up meteors. Also, I have been looking watching like don't look up on netflix which is that um uh, like leonardo dicaprio movie um about it's, it's like a metaphor for climate change so in a way the meteor is not really the point but in another way giant meteors hitting the earth is cool so <laughs> it's cool so we're doing it yeah yeah we're just gonna ignore like the whole message and the main sort of political point it's making and just being like but meteors this is why we're in this situation. Yeah! <laughs> Scientists oh, getting no. bogged down in the details and goes like, oh no, guys, it's really cool. The world will be ending and I'll be like, I've done some research, can I tell you all about it? It's really fun. You, you tell us about it. Yeah. Go on. Um, so, um, my, uh, so my main question, um, watching that, I'm like, my partner was asking me actually, is about the size of a meteor that you would need to hit the earth for it to kind of cause major problems um and like what what would actually happen what would actually be sort of the worst part of that and uh, obviously like the sort of famous example is the meteor that killed the dinosaurs right mm -hmm. well, the hypothesis that's the other thing though is like we think it did yeah obviously there's no real way of knowing like it's all our paleon you know like a murder scene 65 million years cool ago archaeology now around it right i think did i make that up wasn't there like a recent find of like a fish that was found like nowhere near the coast and they flattened. think it's because it would it has <laughs> really to, really flat has to have been like chucked out oh i'm pulling this out of my ass amazing also like, can i make the correction fish have been fired from, um, the yeah. from, from last time because i made the yeah. distinction between archaeology and paleontology is when written records started it was mm. wrong i looked this mm -hmm. up afterwards um the boundary between archaeology and paleontology is where anatomically modern humans first appear oh so anything actually... before that all of hot like all the like ancient hominin stuff is actually paleontology yeah it's um so about i think ten thousand years ago modern humans yeah. i can't remember oh, exactly right. how long i wonder how much like bullshit we've spewed on this show without realizing so much let's find that out yeah can find that out finally but it's but yeah that is apparently the distinction um Maybe Although, we should have a little correction section every week. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, Are we the, talking um, Homo sapiens or Homo sapiens sapiens? Homo sapiens sapiens. Yeah. Second one. Okay, I'm on it. Wise, wise man. Humans. But the thing to remember is, guys, if you're choosing between paleontology and archaeology, if you choose archaeology, your life will literally be in ruins. Get out. <sighs> Leave. How do we kick Simon hey. off his own stream? I'll tell you how by showing how fantastically wrong you just were. Ah. Oh. According to Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica via the medium of Google, between 90,000 and 160,000 years ago. Homo oh, sapiens wow. sapiens. Oh. Oh. Well, no one knows. It was at the Good order of tens of thousands of years. I got the order of magnitude right. Interesting. Sorry. Anyway, section over. Yeah. Dinosaur killing asteroid, right? Um, I, I think so, we were talking about sizes last night. Yeah, uh, Chicxulub crater, Mexico, Yucatan Peninsula, 
Um, we, I think we had a mention. Does anyone have an idea of, of the, the sizes that we're talking about? Of like that, as to take that as an example. Is it like about we, the order of a, col- a couple of kilometers across? More than no, that. No, it's bigger. It's, it's way big. bigger than that. It's um, visible not, from space. Was it sixty something? It was probably around ten kilometers wow. wide. Oh, the, maybe the meteor itself, not the impact meteor, crater. not the impact crater. Oh, the impact right, crater is huge. <laughs> so the meteor. Um, is and I looked up. I was like, "How big is ten kilometers?" I have no idea. And I've looked up. It's about the distance from the Greenwich Observatory to Buckingham Palace. Oh, that's big. as big as Manhattan. Is it? I don't live in New York. I live in London, so I've looked up the most British landmarks <laughs> possible. To I worked. Make my point with. I worked in a documentary work. about asteroids, and I know there yeah. was a comparison between a certain asteroid. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. This is so useless. And Central <laughs> Park. But that's all I remember. Oh, was it the um, 67P, the, the rubber duck one? Oh, Maybe. Oh, the rubber Maybe. duck. I love Maybe. that guy. We love that one. So the impact crater, if, let's say, the Chicxulub uh, meteor hit um, London in about that spot, the impact crater would reach out to Milton Keynes and Brighton. Not Brighton. Um, that's nothing oh. of value lost. Brighton. Brighton. Milton, Milton Keynes, and I was like, uh, it's <laughs> fine. And, <laughs> and Brighton, I was like, no. <laughs> That's like 150 kilometers. And there, the, the... there was so it was some uh, tangentially related to that. There's mm. a site that's now is it, no, it's not RAL. There's a significant science site, the Appleford. So it's somewhere that's just like north of London, and they specifically put it there because it was originally used for nuclear research in the UK, mm. and oh. it was they worked out the radius of a nuclear strike on London oh. and where would be just outside of that. <laughs> that's where they put the the lab. Awful. Like, Oh if I can God. remember where that was, I visited there. It was where Airbus was, um, like near, near be, Stevenage, I think. Must be as close but, to London as humanly possible without being ruined if there was a nuclear strike. When you talk mm. about the impact crater, are you mm. talking about basically where like the mountain bits sort of start rising? Yeah, I'm talking about like the visible, the visible cratery bit. So, and, and, and it's not even so. It's not, it's not visible, right? This, this like massive crater. If if you look with the naked eye from a plane, even from space, like you can't actually see it. Um, like the the topology is like actually quite subtle and actually quite buried. They found it because they were doing like oil, oil drilling measurements and they were doing like measurements of the magnetic field um, and gravity and stuff. And they were like, they, they, they basically found anomalies from the kind of rocks that they should have found in a perfect circle and uh, in, in both the ocean and the land and there's also all these sinkholes that you get around that area and then if you put all these sinkholes in a map it's just like a really perfect circle and it's like suddenly really obvious yes yes that's incredible because it's it's uh iridium is it iridium which is yeah the uh yeah the element that's in rich in asteroids and you barely find any on earth and then there's the kt layer where there's like a really rich seam of it so it might be that they i mean if you if you google Chicxulub crater visual they go on the visual bit of it you can see these like i don't know what there must be sort of sonic mapping or something of the surrounding ground and it's it's crazy like the crater is just so obviously there but it's basically smashed straight onto the coastline so it's sort of half sunk half covered by jungle if you've got an exaggerated sort of topology you can see it but there's also if you google it there is also a lot of pictures that is not that are like artist reconstruction and stuff and then it's not about what it looks like so um be careful of that and talking of the rocks they found, the other thing that they were doing with the geology was um, there's a bunch of rock. There's a certain type of rock. What's it called? Um, 
cannot remember, but it, that should have been there, basically. Oh, gypsum, right? They were like, oh yeah, gypsum in this area. And they're like, oh, why is there no gypsum here? And in this, um, I think it's maybe just in the impact crater, there's no gypsum because it would have all evaporated um, upon impact. So wow. <laughs> it's gone. Wow. Somewhere. That's, That's amazing. I was just curious. I was just Googling. Do you know, you may have already got this figure ready to go, Sharmini, how m the mass of rock that falls on Earth every year. Ooh, no. Ooh, that is a good figure. No. I don't even know what I would guess. Most of it comes from dust-sized particles. There's like, I think they said it's like one car-sized asteroid probably hits the Earth on average every year. Like, it's not lots of these big but ones. But like loads of dust, right? Wait, like, yeah. that could a car-sized really asteroid up. hits the Earth every year? That's massive. Well, no, but it burns up. It, like, yeah, it'll, it hits it'll the make... Earth as in, yeah. Hits yeah, the yeah. Earth through the atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, estimates for the mass of material that falls on the Earth every year range from 37,000 to 78,000 tons. That's quite a lot. a lot. I mean, it doesn't mm. all happen at once, so I guess it's, it's a lot. But of if you think small it sounds like a lot. over the whole surface of the Earth. Yeah, exactly. The whole surface of the Earth over a whole year. It's actually. Yeah, yeah which is mostly really water as well. So Thank like, God. Yeah. Um, I found the fossil site that I was talking about where there was like the recent discoveries that they think like helped, is going to help. Um, like add more evidence to uh, the KPG or Chicxulub crater event being mm. what wiped out the dinosaurs. It's a place called Tanis and it's in North Dakota in the United oh, States. That's amazing. Um, um, so, so basically they just found loads of like fossils and weird um, remains of like uh, different dinosaurs, different like fish, but that have, but they have like markers in them that they think mean that they started in Mexico and somehow ended up Lots like of so far away because they were literally at the like site <gasps> and got just absolutely like flung. Wow. Um, and uh, th now, basically, but it does say the exceptional nature of the findings and conclusions have led some scientists to await further scrutiny by the scientific community mm. before agreeing that the discoveries at Tanis have been correctly understood. The site continues to be explored. But it's That's really amazing. interesting. Because um, doesn't that mean that you should be able to draw a ring? Around you know, so. level of North Dakota, and just find all these fish. Yeah, I don't, like, know. I don't know where you'd have to be to get flung because anything that was really close, um, you know, like was it? Yeah, like it's probably heat. not that close. Things actually, just, like catching fire, like the like, okay. Let me read. The water would have been boiling. There is a paper which reconstructed the timeline for like a, a minute after the asteroid oh, hit. That's fun. I, I reported on it years ago, and I. Kuskasak did a video on it, I think. They, they have so, a video on this. So this does bring me to my question about what what is the main, like, yeah, what do you think are the main things that are going to cause an extinction-level event when a big meteor hits? And, and for the sort of dinosaurs as well. So we talked about, like, like obviously, right there, you've got extreme heat, you've got wildfires, um, whatever, like... It's got to be nuclear winter. It's got to be putting so much dust in the atmosphere that it yeah. chokes all the plant life. Yeah. And and that's that's the big thing. So obviously not a nuclear winter, but a right. oh, what's it called? Impact winter. Um, oh. but same diff. Um yeah, so after you've got all your volcanoes and earthquakes and shock waves out of the way, you've just got the entire sky going dark. Yay. And all the plants dying. Um for about um a year afterwards. Um there would still be dust in the sky, there would still be uh, lack of sunlight, and this they this is they reckon like this a similar kind of sized um, meteor. So 
like five, ten kilometers um, or bigger, bigger than five would maybe be a 25% extinction rate um, for people. Is, I actually I did a video about this quite recently um, with a German collaboration, and it was like which species survive and why do they survive? Oh, nice! Because it's like there there there's like certain strat well not strategies but like reasons that species survive. Like mm. um, there's like lilliput species that survive by getting smaller, mm. um, and the ones that emerge in the aftermath are called disaster taxa that will like see the new environment and like specialize into it, and then. But very exploding. briefly, presumably in that in that fossil record, those are only going to appear briefly because the environment is changing. Yeah, like you specialise to the environment and then obviously the environment changes more gradually. Can I tell you what would have happened if you'd been standing at ground zero where Chichilla... Yeah. Would, when the crater can hit? Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> die. Would you die? Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incorrect, Emily. You Emily would Bates. die. That's you would be there else? standing and watching all the other things that were happening. That's what you would, would do. Anyone Presumably like you'd be roasted, right? Like the before, temperature so before, would be... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I think the pressure, surely. You got hit, but which would get you first? The pressure of compressed air or... I feel like I've used a poetic turn of phrase which has backfired heavily. So I'm going <laughs> to take a step back. I'm gonna come back and say, <laughs> allow me to describe the physical events that happened at the moment. Oh, so we're not allowed to guess anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not, you're not standing at ground zero anymore, okay. So, okay, the first, so what happens is it, first of all, it like, boosh, it makes this massive impact crater, right? And it liquefies all the earth around it because everything just, this is gone. Then it sends a tsunami, right? From the point of impact, just traveling across the world. Mega tsunami. After a couple of minutes, or like a few minutes, all the stuff starts raining down from the sky. Like all the bits that you've chucked up there take like a few minutes to come back down, which is just crazy, right? It goes so high. And then after 30 minutes, the seawater starts coming back in over the top of the, of the sides of the crater. Oh, I guess because if it's everything, yeah, because everything gets pushed out and then it has to go back. So anything that was had somehow survived, and it's like ten minutes. I think we're okay. I feel like I feel like we're all right now. Oh, but you're like you're walking towards the edge of the crater, like well, it's a feral. Maybe not. And at that point, like you're like, okay, well, it's sort of starting to trickle in. We better get out of here. At that point, the tsunamis make it all the way around the earth and come back and just go straight over the top and like completely flood the whole bowl. Yeah. A little spoiler for the video that's going to be coming out on my channel later this week. Um, is I've been looking at all the stuff that happened in the aftermath of the Tongan eruption. I was going to say, are we touching awesome. a bit too close to the uh, Tonga on this right um, now? But yeah. there's um, a fascinating uh, plot that somebody's worked out of based on where the pressure wave, because the overpressure wave that came from the volcano was so powerful that we detected it here in the UK. Um, yeah. And then the amazing thing is it washed over the whole hemisphere and it hit its antipode. So it hit the exact opposite side of the planet and then bounced back. And there are some some weather stations that picked up the return wow. of that pressure wave. God, that's huge. Wow. Um, it's ex- it's an astonishing amount of power that was that was yeah. put out. Um, obviously, you know, watch the video. Um, there's there's because there is there's a there's something that I think is unprecedented in the instrument instrumental record, which um I hope people. Will find Ooh, what's that? Can you Can't, tell us? Have to watch. Oh. The video. <sighs> I always watch your videos. Yeah. Tell me now. <laughs> 
There was a we had someone um, commenting on in the chat last week, um, uh, Samwise actually, um, about a crater on Mercury. We've got an impact crater on one side of the planet, and then ex on again on the exact opposite side of the planet, you've got a really weird area of terrain where it's all kind of bumpy and broken up, which they reckon is. All of the seismic waves just wow. converging there. That's super cool. That's there isn't anything well, like that with Chicxulub. Oh my god, that's a I great know. question. Yeah, we should go look. Well, the difference though is that Earth between Earth and Mercury is that Earth is tectonically active. Oh, so true. even if there was, it may have been subducted or moved from the exact opposite part. Hello. So you wouldn't know exactly where to look. Wow. That was a great. That was smart. Look well at that. <laughs> well, no, Earth's just very unusual in that it's tectonically active. Who like, Earth? I'd actually quite like to do a video on that because there are certain interesting bits of um, sort of geology. Like I think it's Venus that basically just resurfaces the whole. Wait, one theory is that it just resurfaces the whole planet every couple of hundred million years. So, so like rather than having about. plates that move, it's just like everything goes molten and then it re-solidifies. What? 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 It just gets hotter and hotter and hotter and then everything liquefies and then it gets. Citation needed on that, but that is what I seem to remember that that is a look, theory. Go look that up because that's fascinating. Um, I feel like the other thing saying citation needed a lot more. Yeah. But. The other <laughs> thing which I was, uh, I was looking at was obviously like the uh, Cretaceous Paleogene impact, like the Chicxulub impact was like what we think of as the huge extinction. Um, three quarters of all species we think went extinct. Does anyone know what the most destructive mass extinction is? Is it humans? Or was? No, no it we are the, the next one. It's the Permian, isn't it? Catastrophe. No. Um, I, I think it is the Permian Triassic. Like the the oxygen. Well, considering that one of the names for it the... is the Oxygen Holocaust, that it's like it's, it was not that very very bad. It wasn't enough to. It's one. No, it's in the literature. That is one of the things it's called to try and convey how awful it was. Um, okay, not that one. But it's the Permian Triassic idea, event was um, uh, eighty three percent of gen of genera, seventy percent of terrestrial vertebrates. Um, 81% of marine species. One? Yeah, so what happened? What, what was there? that? No, they're all a bit different, aren't they? This one was a huge amount of climate change, I think because of geological activity. It was like um, a large amount of volcanic activity that then set off like oh a feedback God. loop, possibly in Siberia. Oh, um, wow. But then that, like, the exact, you know, cause is a bit unknown. Is I think. this, like, the kind of thing that, like, if Yellowstone went up? It could be. Was it like oh, yeah. super volcano? Oh, yeah. I think it would be. I don't think it would be quite uh, that bad if Yellowstone went off. But like, you, let's say you had Yellowstone, and then in a couple of million years after, you had another Yellowstone. I think it's that kind of right. It, level. It just continuously messing up the. Uh... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's... Citation needed. Yeah, another citation, citation needed. needed. <laughs> we, let's change the name oh. of our podcast to Citation Needed. Citation, that, be... that is actually a great. Problem, I'm sure there is a, a good podcast name. That's, That's a good name. name. Does Tom name. Scott have a, have a podcast called that? that? must be. Should we make a new... Be. Oh, there is a podcast. <laughs> Wait, is we it? We should go listen to it. It's probably great. Wait, I don't know if there is. Quickly. Grab it. I want to throw in one more thing on meteors before I wrap up. My last thing on there meteors is. is don't worry, everyone. Oh, good. Um, it's all fine because oh, we've got... Well, NASA has got the Planetary Defense Coordination <gasps> yes, Office. Yes, they do. Oh, my they're God. There. They're, they're looking mad. out. They're keeping an eye out. They're making plans. Um, I was a bit skeptical of these plans. They're like, you know, we're here to look out for, for potential impacts and mitigate, mitigate. <laughs> and I went on their FAQ page and there's an FAQ that says, would it be possible to shoot down an asteroid that is about to impact Earth? Which seems a pretty fair question. And their answer is, 
an asteroid on a trajectory to impact Earth could not be shot down in the last few minutes or even hours before impact. No known weapon system could stop the mass because of the velocity but, at which it travels, an average of 12 miles per second. Yes, that's very much assuming that you only spotted it in the last hour. And you go, oh shit, what's that thing in the sky? And yeah. then there's no stick before. And then, then. they're like, and so, you're just firing guns at it or something. Yeah, and it's just like, can that's I a tell- very pessimistic view. Yeah. I don't want to tread on your toes, but there's the really like balmy idea they've got to spray paint mm. asteroids to oh, yeah. di- redirect them. <laughs> Because they, because the, the sun, because the albedo effect. Yeah, so well, basically, it's how uh, the solar radiation hits them, and if you can spray paint one side like darker, yeah. it just change. It can change the course. It'll be so, it'll be lighter light. if you if you if you spray paint one side lighter. Yeah. Then it's the equivalent of having a photon basically Sorry. bounce yes, off of it. That's right. So yeah. you're transmitting so it, twice as much momentum yeah. to it. Yeah, I was going to say, is it because the uh, because of the photons hitting it and pushing it, or is it because one side heats up? No, it's like literally it'd be, it'd be like the radiation. Solar cell. Radiation. Yeah. It's a solar. Okay, like a solar cell. That's awesome. But so you it. have to get to it really quickly, like awesome. really early on. But I just think that one's insane. Wait, and then Bruce there's the Willis whole like nuclear film. one, like exploding yes. nuclear bomb on it. But they've like, got send Bruce Willis out with a lot of cans of paint. But of course, there's there's a spaceship out there right now, which is making the first little, um, first little steps in how we could knock a Commodore asteroid off orbit. They're bumping it. They're bumping it, so it's just dart. NASA's bonk the asteroid. Dart, double asteroid redirection test, which they just they've just got a little craft and and a little asteroid, and they're just gonna bonk. <laughs> Have they done it now? Have they no, done it's apparently so. It, so it launched. So we reported it when it launched, but um, September, October, I think it's gonna hit. <sighs> exciting. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so that'll be that be really exciting. Um, and and and. The, the, the problem with all the plans for bonk, bonking bonking the asteroids, yeah, but yes, bonking your asteroids, is that it's super it's super asteroid dependent. So it depends what it's made of, how big it is, how fast it's going. Yeah, because isn't there a thing that like bonking you need to yeah move it. yeah really, really case specific. It could it could be like already broken up. It could be like loads of little little particles that have already disintegrated yeah. heading towards us. In which case, like, how do you? But that's good, isn't it? Away? Because the more surface area, the more likely they are to burn up. In the atmosphere. Well, up to a point, like at the same, it'd be like getting hit by grape shot. But like, uh, you know, depends how many fragments you get. Okay, yeah, fair. And the other, the other, like, sad fact is that a a a big enough thing doesn't even have to actually impact the Earth to cause an impact winter. Because if it hits the atmosphere and breaks up, and then our atmosphere is full of debris, it's going to be the same thing. You're just going to have a like sky full of darkness and debris. Um, But that probably won't happen. So Please, yeah, the chances are vanishingly small. Super low, because there was that asteroid that everyone was worried was going to hit us, and then they were like, "No, it's nowhere near." Well, they actually, yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say NASA's never worried. So yeah. if you're if you're ever worried, NASA has a little website um, where they basically say all the things that they're. Oh, it's the asteroid watch dashboard, um, and there it's just like here are all the things we're looking out for. Should I put it on the um, Discord? Here's the things we've got our eye on. Here's how big they all are. Um, here's how far they're anxiety. going away from Earth. Oh, oh airplane no. size. Yeah, but like far away. But um, really far size. away. But they, you know, it's on their radar. They're 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 keeping an eye out. Just to reassure you. All. There's a there's a building size one, <laughs> but it's only going to be four point four five million miles away. These are the these are the 2022 ones. Yeah. Um, and this and like that building size one has been known about oh. since 1994. And also it's, it's soon. Like, like it's in 5 days time it's going to be oh, really great. close. 
Is it no. amazing? 4.5 million. Get Bruce Willis on phone. see it, though. <laughs> Bruce, we need you. Should we teach astronauts how to drill? No, we'll teach drillers how to be astronauts. Makes much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember, actually, that did come up in the filming of the film. Ben Affleck raised this point with, what's his name? Um, the director, Michael Bay. And he was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> making a movie here. <laughs> Um, I just put the link for the Venus resurfacing thing, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. by the way. So, I, yeah, I was right. There's basically two schools of thought. It's either steady state with these violent kind of um, overturnings, or there's these kind of more gradual things like we see on Earth. And I think it's basically... <laughs> most. The majority of the scientific community currently favours the catastrophic overturn hypothesis. Wow. Wait, so how, oh, how, this, how actually fast is it? Like... So I think that's solid. one of the questions. It's like it's fast on geological time scales, so like millions of years. Yeah, but it, but it would at some point look entirely molten. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know if it would look entirely molten, but like large sections of it probably would be. Oh, hello. There's a great oh, sentence hello. here. We don't oh, understand incredible. how important Venusian geologic features like the coronae, arachnoids, and novae formed. Oh, oh. arachnoids. Oh. <laughs> 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 what are you doing right now? Simon. I meant hands off, you can see him. We're on a, we're on a stream. Let's... Getting ghosted by infinity. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't even it... talk about that. We didn't talk oh, about we that. We don't need to talk moment. about that. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. No, 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 no one saw in the darkness of the cockpit. Nothing happened. And it's I was expecting like, Tenebris to start like ghosting infinity. Like, <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> You're like, board hugs. Are we having hugs? Yay. He's so cute. I feel like that's very this party. Just like yeah. slowly, just all helping. You're real on the end with like the anime, just like teardrop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think do it. We should we should call it there for the excitement of the science and the D&D for this I week. I think so. Um, it's getting late. We should probably wrap up. This has been fantastic. Um, so before we go, just gonna plug the usual things that we plug, which is oh, follow us on all our social media accounts. We're at RPGeeksDnd all over the place. We're on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Well, sorry, YouTube. YouTube. Um, we have We've our got a podcasts website. all up. Oh, the, the website has the links to all of the other things. The that's the one to remember. You're going to remember rpgeeks.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an RP Geeks with a with a G, not an RP Geeks, but... which would be confusing, and people might think it was spelled with a J, so we shouldn't call ourselves that. We're not the RP Geeks. <laughs> the the fans are the Geeks. No one, no one. <laughs> No one in chat has ever expressed a desire to be. No, like, that's not true. I think one person did one once. One person once wanted yeah. to be a geek. Hiya, geeks. We're the geeks. <laughs> we thank you for your support in these troubled times. Keep geeking. Why does yes, that sound it. dirty? Keep geeking. Thank it's you. It's geeks. It's rpgeeks.co.uk. <laughs> to be clear. It's true very clear thank you all of you for uh tuning in today thanks everyone who joined the twitch live um follow us say hi to us uh we love you we love science um chat science with us and we will see you next time bye, bye. <laughs>